Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, it's been a, it's been a terrible week for me. I woke up this morning like, I'm going to work again. My voice is getting better. And it was worse. And I'm like, how is it worse? So it's, it's working now. I think maybe by tomorrow morning, it'll probably be okay. But I started recording my first segment and I was getting angry because I'm like, I will not take another day off. I hate taking days off. And then after like four minutes, I literally couldn't talk. I'm like, yo, this is, this is BS, man. When you said hate, you sound like Cobra Commander. I, <laughs> hate I thought of Scrooge for a second. <laughs> Skeletor, <laughs> he-man. Uh, anyway, did, did as you were getting angrier, were you screaming louder and shredding your voice more? I was, I was trying to get louder to push through, and then I stopped. And I'm just like, if I'm going to get my voice better, I can't do it. I have to stop. I have to just go hang out and play Overwatch or something. And I was pissed off the whole day, just like sitting there, like angrily running around as Sombra, <laughs> just killing people from behind. Sombra, so not Diva. No, no, because Sombra goes uh, stealth, and then you can run behind somebody. Just, pfft, and then I was just, I, I like playing Bastion because, uh, you know, he's got whatever it's called. The dude with the big shield? No, the art- artillery. I'm a big fan of the dude with the big I'm mowing everybody shield. down and I'm like, I feel good playing video. Anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is one of my favorite subjects in the world. Steven Crowder put out a video called It's Time to Stop, where he calls out the big con in conservative media. And uh, I commented on his video saying Steven Crowder is right about everything. I, I want to provide context as to what I meant by that. Because he's right about everything in terms of how these companies function, how the contracts work. But I don't think the bigger picture, like I don't think Steven Crowder commented on the bigger picture. That's why, you know, I'm not going to say he's wrong. But I think there's a lot to understand in how these contracts work and what the future has to hold. So this is going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm basically going to spill the beans on like basically everything to the extent that I can. I know a lot of these guys. I know the CEOs of all these companies. I've talked with all of them about more than, than these things. So I'm, I, I respect their privacy. I'm not going to reveal any confidential details that could harm anybody in any way. But I'll tell you about everything I can personally and how it's affected us. And uh, Steven Crowder calling out how this machine is working. For those that aren't familiar with the context, basically Crowder left the blaze and has been working on his own, his own thing, I suppose. And obviously it looks like he's been shopping around. He posted details of a contract he received calling out what he calls the big con. So we're going to talk about the media landscape, how everybody's responding to it. But we got a bunch of other news too. Hey, you know, we got uh, Davos is happening and a whole bunch of hookers are flying in. And so I, I just think that's a funny story to talk about because they want to ban hookers for you. But they get all the hookers in the world. So uh, we'll talk about that. Plus, I mean, to get serious, we got a crazy story. There was apparently some failed GOP candidate who orchestrated, allegedly, shootings targeting Democrats. Apparently, what was it, Luke? He, he tried. He brought a fully automatic machine gun that, that malfunctioned. In one of the houses, yes. That's crazy, man. All right, so here's, let's, let's get into it. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work. We, uh, uh, full disclosure, man. We, we exist because of memberships. Crowder brought this up in his video. He's completely right. I saw the writing on the wall. He saw the writing on the wall. And so this is why everybody's creating subscription services. Because for us to keep producing content, we rely on knowing how much money is coming in every month to pay salaries. And uh, that means we're, I, I remember a couple years ago, I was like, okay, just doing ads on YouTube is extremely dangerous because ads stopped when COVID happened, like gone. And I'm like, well, our money's gone. 
how do I even make a video? I just gotta cross my fingers and push through. And then I'm like, we need to do a website. We do a website with members only. We create exclusive stuff for those members as something they can buy. And then we know for sure with like a drop-off margin, how much money we will have per month and if we can keep doing this and if we're growing. And that's why we have the, the members only over at TimCast.com. So become a member. It really does make sure the machine works. And then obviously ad revenue is the icing, uh, is the icing on top. And uh, as a member, what you're, you're investing in are cultural endeavors. This is gonna be a big show because we're gonna talk about, we're, I'm gonna talk about Steven Crowder. I'm gonna talk about what we are investing money in, why Crowder encountered this contract that he did, why these big companies offer these things. And I think it's gonna be enlightening for everybody as I explain how things work here, my motivations, my risks, my losses. And uh, I think y'all are in for a really, really interesting show. So grab some popcorn because I'm gonna talk hard numbers. You're gonna have fun with this one. Smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. I hope you like my fancy glasses. Joining us to talk about this and so much more, we got the crew from the Tower Gang. What's up, brother? Uh, Clint Russell, I'm the host of Liberty Lockdown, highly acclaimed and the highly insane Tower Gang with my brother, Top Lobster, as well as Reed Coverdale, Toad, Fat Dave, named after Dave Smith, which I know everyone here is a fan of. And uh, did it, who, who did I miss? Oh, Jose Galasan as well. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. This is the greatest graphic designer on earth, Mr. Top Lobster. Yeah, I'm a, I go by Top Lobster. I own toplobster.com. It's a merchandising company. Um, I'm the graphic designer for uh, Break the Cycle with Joshua Smith, the vice chair of the LP. I also uh, own part of uh, podcastmerch.com, which is uh, that's a company that we do merch for uh, uh, um, gas digital podcasts like uh, Dave Smith's Part of the Problem. Um, Michael Malice is still on there, Legion of Skanks, things like that. So that's really what I'm focused on. And thanks for having me here, guys. Hell yeah. Hey guys, I'm going to be leaving this week, but not today. Uh, and I wanted to remind you guys about BidenFetterman.com. It's an actual website. It is my website. We talked about this yesterday, and that's why I'm wearing my Biden Fetterman 2024 shirt. And to be specific here, when I mean Biden, I mean Hunter Biden. It's the leadership that we deserve. Let the ship sink already. Let's get it over with. You could get the shirt on BidenFetterman.com. See you there. Luke, what you don't understand is when the ship sinks, it's just a submarine, man, that's going to keep going it never stops uh, we're better off taking control at the helm right now than letting it fall apart um hey i wanted to point out we did an episode of liberty lockdown last year i guess that's, it was last year that's right this man. a while ago yeah, it was a yeah. good time yeah it was great i also did an episode with jose who's not here tonight represent what's up jose and uh um no way jose yeah that's right that. that was a good time ian crossland here happy to be here high energy Surge yes. coming up right yeah. now. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about this before the pod. That uh, yeah, everyone thinks I'm like super chill and I'm like no energy. That's yeah. the joke though. My Surge has no chill. Oh, he's not, as soon as the show's Folks, over, he's, he's like da, 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 da. he goes crazy. Let me yeah, get your picture. That. True that. Hey, uh, I'm at Surge.com everywhere. Uh, it's been fun. I've been uh, posting on Twitter trying to figure this machine out a little more. But uh, I'm excited to get into this. It's going to be a good episode. Tim seems ready to go. He's Let's get it. On. Let's I, go. Grabbed, I grabbed the cough drop. Let's see if that works. All right, everybody. Our first story from our good friends over at Media Matters, who I thought, you know, it's the perfect website to use when talking about the big con and Steven Crowder. MediaMatters.org says, Steven Crowder lashes out at big con of conservative media for allegedly colluding with tech companies like YouTube. Quote, those in charge, the big conservative, the big con, and it really is the biggest con going right now. They're making it known in their contracts that they will enforce the guidelines of big tech and punish conservatives on their behalf. Steven Crowder, one of the most prominent, if not the most prominent, uh, prominent 
I guess, what, what would you describe this conservative media movement or, or um, anti-establishment movement? One of the most prominent voices, if not the most prominent, put out a video today just straight up calling out big conservative media. And I commented on the video. I said he's right about everything. But I want to I clarify what, what I mean by that because maybe, maybe, maybe that's a little inappropriate. He's right about the contracts. He's right about the machine. He's right about how this whole system works. But there's an understanding you need to have. The machine itself is the, these contracts, it's the product of how the law is structured, how the market is structured, and it's an inevitability. The only way it changes when people like Steven Crowder don't sign these deals, people like any of you who are are signing up don't sign these deals, say no to these deals and build a completely new system. And that means we've got big challenges. It means that Disney's got an advantage. You want to know why Disney's got an advantage? Because... When, when Steven Crowder, he leaves the blaze, he's obviously shopping around. That's why he's got this contract. He says these terms are insane. He doesn't need to sign it. Many people do need to sign these deals. Exactly. And they do sign these deals. For a company like Disney, I remember I got a contract from them. I signed it. It was a lot of cash, a lot of cash I didn't have. And I said, okay. And then within the confines of that contract, I eventually was like, I know what I have to do and I know what I'm not going to do. And you're not going to get me to do anything. Please break my contract. They said, no, I got locked up for a couple of years. They call that golden handcuffs. It is extremely common in the media industry. I think Jen Uger talked about it when he was at MSNBC. Yep, same thing happened to Jesse Ventura when he was critical of the war in Iraq. They silenced him and essentially got rid of his show that they paid a lot of money for. And he essentially a year was just sitting and couldn't do any interviews or his own show, which is absolutely So crazy. let's let, let's do this. I'll, I'll start off by saying... Um, Steven Crowder launching his own thing is the most important thing he can do, but that the, the current reality of big media, especially with an anti-establishment landscape, is that these deals are quite literally impossible, and more importantly, they're impossible for someone like Steven Crowder. So I'll say this to get started, and then y'all are gonna have to like ask me questions, I guess, on, on what you're thinking. Crowder's too big. There's no way anyone can sign a deal with Steven Crowder. Uh, it's just that simple. Dude's got nearly 6 million subscribers. How do you do a deal with this man? He owns the space. So imagine you're, we got a handful of companies. Uh, obviously, everybody's giving their thoughts on who, which company they think this was that offered him a contract. But there's a lot, right? Obviously, there was the Blaze. I know, we know Rumble's doing a lot of deals with people. The Daily Wire's obviously another big one. They've got a big roster. What are, what are some other companies in, in the space? Are there anybody? InfoWars. Infowars, obviously. I doubt. I doubt Infowars. Uh, I don't know if Stephen would go to Infowars though. OAN. No, no I mean OAN he, Newsmax. Uh, Given the legal cr- troubles, Crowder. Probably not honestly, Infowars. Fox. Fox is there. Yeah, absolutely. Fox. They're looking for a comedian to host. And, I heard. Well, yep. well, well uh, he'd be a great uh, hire. No, no. They got, the they got Gutfeld. He's, he's slain it. Yeah, Alex Jones and, and, Steve, and Stephen Crowder did multiple interviews, and Alex Jones even said that he's moving away from his kind of libertarian policies and agreeing with Stephen when it comes mm-hmm. to more kind of statist solutions. It's possible. It's, it's completely possible. So everybody has their speculation. CR, uh, CRTV is also another big one. No, Turning but they, point. CRTV is the blaze. Oh, got it. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, and, and, and Turning Point's a maybe, but I think Fox is probably a really good guess, too. Like, people got people to gotta understand whoever this company is, like, I would tell you, Fox probably has the worst terms. You guys want to play some games? Fox guests aren't allowed on this show. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, not a lot. Fox, Fox hosts Con- Contractually? I don't know about contractually. I just know that I'm probably pissing off Fox right now. <laughs> yeah, like we, we routinely have people say stuff like, I wish I could, I'm a, a big fan. We love the show. We'd love to come on. Too bad we can't. By the way, Fox, whoever you guys have your people come on because it would be phenomenal for all of us. Is it this show specifically or just any podcast form? This show is specifically blacklisted for Fox personalities. Hmm. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, that makes absolute sense. We compete directly with Tucker Carlson. Yeah, a lot of people oh. see a competition instead of actually you know, working together cohesively. There's yeah. also uh, PragerU, uh, Epoch Times. There's a lot of yeah, media yeah, organizations yeah. in the space that do but have who, the money that could facilitate this. Who, but, but how do you do a deal with Stephen Crowder? Because let's break it down. Let's, let's, let's break it down. You got 6 million subscribers on Stephen Crowder's channel. Let's say you create the Crowder Club. You know, he's got a mug club, but let's say you're... Um, I don't want to name any companies, so let's make up a fake one. Uh, Conservative Inc. Let's say you run Conservative Inc. and you're like, we got some investor cash. You know, bigwig libertarian billionaire who bought a bunch of Bitcoin because he's a creep can afford to invest. He's helping run our company, investing in our company. We can hire one of these guys. How much can we reasonably afford to spend? Let's think about the revenues. Uh, we'll use the Daily Wire because they've talked about their numbers. What do they have? 900,000 paying subscribers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what it checked. was? Yeah, Matt Walsh really brought in that money for them, to be, to be honest. So let's just look at their, their memberships. They got a $7, a $10, and a $13, or something like that. So let's just go for the middle and say it's like $10 per person. They're doing, what, $9 million in membership revenue per month. They've also got, what, seven big personalities. They've also got ad revenue. Let me, let me, let me do a quick math on what I, pre, what, what I think their ad revenue might be. Well, actually, no, I think they said, well, didn't they say they were doing like $100 million a year or something like that? I don't remember. I don't remember either. It was like 120. I'd be willing to bet that uh, they probably do, I don't know, 15, is a rent, it's, it's a guess, 15 million bucks per month. Sponsorship revenue only goes so far. You can be really, really big, but it only goes so far. So let's say it's the bulk is memberships, 15 million per month, but you got to pay for, what do they have, 300 employees? I don't know the numbers at Daily Wire very well. Well, let's the, say the top level talent has to be extraordinarily expensive. Jordan exactly. Peterson, I mean, crazy oh yeah, money. Jordan Peterson. I imagine they had yeah. to pay him like I was going to mention that like ten million bucks. In in comparison to Stephen Crowder, where is where does Jordan Peterson fall there? Jordan Peterson's a very different personality. Stephen Crowder has guaranteed numbers. Right. When you when when you when you're trying to sign someone like Crowder, you're like, I can look at how many people comment. I can look at how many people view each of your videos, and not only that, if he's got. Um, uh, Membership only content, he can provide those metrics as well. Right. And then you can say, I know how much money I can make off this. Mm-hmm. But imagine you're, uh, you know, Fo- I don't even know how much money Fox makes. They have like guar- they have like cable contracts, which guarantees them probably like, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars yeah, per year. Money. Yeah, guaranteed just for being on the cable networks because the cable deals, they're, they're, they, they, that people sign up for cable because they want Fox News. Right. So Fox News, how much, my, my, my question is this. Let's say Conservative Inc. contacts Steven Crowder. How much can they reasonably afford to pay him? How much they can? How much can they make off of him? And how do they make money off of him? Let's take a look at this contract. In this video, you can see this. It says merch rights. 
Blank will maintain the exclusive right to create and sell Crowder and Crowder content branded merchandise. All re uh, remuneration for the blank and exploitation of these rights is included in the fee. Okay. Email list. Blank will maintain the exclusive rights to manage, grow, and monetize all Crowder email, email lists during the term. All remuneration for the exploitation of these rights is included in the fee. Social media management. Blank will have the exclusive right to manage, curate, and monetize Crowder's official Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Snapchat, Rumble, and other social media accounts, excluding Crowder's existing personal Twitter and Instagram accounts during the term. Additionally, Blank will have the perpetual and exclusive right to create, own, manage, curate, and monetize any and all social media accounts on any social media or similar platform as determined by Blank on the Crowder content or shows. All remuneration for the exploitation of these rights is included in the fee. What's the fee? Was Crowder offered $100 million? Because I got to tell you, if someone came to me and said, look, we can make merch based on you, ours. We can manage an email list, everything, ours. We're going to handle all of your social media content. All of that will happen only within the term, as it states in the contract. What's the term? Typically three years is what they'll try to get you on. Whenever I was negotiating contracts, they'd always say three years. And I'd laugh and I'd say no. And they'd be like, but that's standard. I'm like, I don't care what standard. We'll do two years. And two years is kind of, oof. I did two years of Fusion. What's the fee? Is Crowder mad that they offered him a really garbage fee in exchange for control of all of his, all of his rights and all of his production? It's possible. I don't know. Don't know how much money he was offered. But I'll tell you this. If he was offered, say, $200 million over three years, is that contract unreasonable? No. If he was offered $5 million for three years. Then it's unreasonable. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a big question here. This contract may look exploitative, but it's really, we don't know the consideration. Exactly. If I went to you and said, I will give you, like, if, 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 if I had a contract and it said, like, you must turn over your house immediately, you must give me all property you own, and then you went around showing people, like, look at this contract. It says he's going to take everything from me. People might be like, wow, that's crazy. And then he's not showing you the page where it says, in an exchange, I give you my house and a million dollars. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, right. is well, the we don't know if the deal's fair or not. If you're going to sell your soul, you better back up the Brinks truck. You know, like it better be better be heavy money because, as you said, Crowder's making crazy money, so he doesn't need to sell his is soul. Is he though? Well, do you not think so with Mug, Mug Club and all that? Who owns Mug Club? He said he owns it. He owns it. Yeah, he owns it now, or he owned it before. I don't. I don't know. In a this lot. video, from from what I saw, I watched about twenty minutes of it. He was saying that basically we can do this on our own with Mug Club. I can open up my own thing if I if need be. So, but he didn't really go into specifics about how much he's making. So if he's going to open up his own thing, mm. I'll tell you, man, Crowder with 6 million subscribers, when he did the, the, the coverage of the midterms and he had, what, like half a million live viewers, if I was going to just spitball a number that I think Crowder independent would make, it would be $10 million per month. Wow. The Daily Wire is big. The Daily Wire is basically Ben Shapiro. You've got Ben Shapiro, and then you go down the, 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 the roster. So it's like Matt Walsh now uh, may be their biggest moneymaker. Interesting. May, oh, yeah. What is a woman was, was just massive. Oh, that's but, I mean, yeah. these are yeah. things they've stated publicly. Right. They, they've talked about how they brought in like 300,000 new members off that alone. Or I think that's what they said. I don't know for sure. It's just what I, what I heard. And, I mean, you got to think about that. 300,000 new members on a documentary that probably cost a couple hundred grand to make couple hundred grand to market if you want to do it big. True. They had a Times Square billboard, I think they, I think they had it running. Yeah, they, they knocked it out of the park with that. So imagine you got 13 bucks a month is the tier to watch video, and you had 300,000 people. Let's say the average person stays on as a member. The churn rate for, for every company is different, but let's say it's a year. Mm -hmm. 
That's yeah. a lot of money to come in off one documentary. Could, could, I need to ask you a question because you've got a lot of more experience with YouTube. By the way, twice struck, Liberty Lockdown, please forgive me, my overlords. I'm sorry. I know not what I've done. <laughs> um, but that's no joke. Truth, Your channel yeah. got two strikes in the last, what, three weeks ten, or ten something? Ten days since I had James Lindsay on. Uh, he went down the same line of thinking that he expressed on this fine program. I have no idea what I did wrong, and they will not tell me. They won't give me a timestamp. It just it breaks my heart. I, I'm trying my best to stay on there. It, I really. It's am. important that you guys are listening to admins because Clint is. You actually mentioned you might not even be putting videos on YouTube for like 90 days out of fear that you get a third strike I, for I unknown reasons. I that's, can't risk it, and that's not good. So no. if you guys can look at that and take please, care of it. I'm, I'm begging. Um, but the the reason I wanted to ask Tim is because he's got so much experience with this. Are are you basically saying that? Google, because of the parent company of YouTube, is is so well ran in terms of paying their their creators that you cannot really compete in this space any any longer. Google, what do you mean? Well, it seems as if you're you're implying that because Crowder has such an enormous following on YouTube and the revenue that he's deriving from that. Okay, go ahead. No, no. What I'm saying is that the people who run let's 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 just let's just i don't want to name any specific companies i don't want to call anybody out sure um a lot of people are like name names name names i don't think there's bad guys here if you are a businessman and you're like how do we cultivate talent so look at the daily wire for example michael knowles rose from inside the daily wire what, what was he like he was an editor or something i can't remember what his job was yeah he was behind the scenes they found talent they cultivated that talent and they found a rising star so, so we, before, before the show, we were getting into it, and I was like, we got to save it for the show. Let me tell you something. We make a lot of money uh, at, at TimCast.com. I've never talked about our, mem our membership numbers <laughs> yes. or our ad revenue or anything like, things like that because, I don't know, it's a private business. We're not a nonprofit. Sure. You know? uh, and I, don't, I, don't, I, I think pe a lot of people don't understand how, how expensive things can be and money. Um, when it comes to you know doing things like this, but we do make a lot. And Dude, I'll, I'll put I it this love way. that you rake, by the way. We do. We do. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I I I think we do around uh, eight figures per year. That's beautiful. So this is, and it's almost exclusively just me personally. So we have employees who help run Timcast IRL. Where's the show. Bugatti at? Where's the private? Where's the private? I, I, have, I, have, I, have, a, I have a Model S. <laughs> the Bugatti's right here, baby. <laughs> we've we've flown private uh, several times. Oh, nice man. Yeah. So uh, and and I'll explain a lot of this too. Like uh, I'll just I'll just I'll just break everything down for everybody so you can understand how how exactly everything works. I don't care about fancy cars. I don't care about big houses. I don't care about infinity pools. I care about literally none of it. I don't care about having a million Bitcoin. I don't care about uh, you know having a penthouse in, in New York City. I care about good people doing good things to make things better because I don't like bad things. Yep. And what do I see? I complain about it all day, all the bad things. So let me explain how this company works. We're very different from Big Con and, and a lot of these companies. I wish I was the kind of guy who could fire everybody, shut the whole company down, and then just take all of that money and put it in my pocket because it is almost entirely just me. If, if, if I, I, I talk about this quite a bit. I told this to Steven. Some days I think back to when I was sitting in New Jersey in front of my uh, computer in my boxers playing World of Warcraft. I think, I can't remember which one was Legion, I think. Uncovered the uh, Void Elves, that was fun. Uh, uh, unlocked. And I had like 180,000 subscribers on, on youtube.com slash TimCast. I had 100,000 on TimCast News. And I was making about $300,000 per year just off that. And then Joe Rogan calls me up. We have a conversation. Then Joe Rogan invites me out. And I say, this is awesome. I should totally do it. Sometimes I think back and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have done it. 
Maybe I'd like, to t- I'd like to peer into the crystal ball and find that timeline where I said, Joe, with respect, love your work, not interested, have a nice day. Because I'd be sitting there minding my own business with no headaches, with no employees, and I'd be making a ton of money. And then with that money, I could buy a bunch of gold bars, put those gold bars in my closet, and then a year later, I will look in my closet, the gold bars are sitting there. So here's the thing about these big media companies and why they do these deals and why they offer the contracts they do. First, I'll say it again. Crowder's right to say no to these contracts. He's right to say these contracts are bad. Nobody should take these deals. It's a new world. Make your own channel. Forge your way. It is difficult, but that's what has to be done, especially for someone as big as Crowder. I can certainly understand why there is someone thinking like, yeah, but if I get a job at the Daily Wire, I could be the next Michael Knowles. Total fact. Total fact. Here's the thing. What do we, what do we do? <laughs> the majority of the money that we make here, we invest in people who don't make money back for us. And I'm not trying to say this because I love everybody who works at TimCast. We got an awesome team of really great people and they help make it all possible. It is possible to run TimCast IRL on bare bones with maybe like one or two people. But I want to make sure nobody's like going crazy and, we, and everyone's comfortable. So we have like a handful of people who help. We have, hand, we have, we have people who book, people who, 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 who schedule guests, you know, uh, uh, people who uh, uh, will handle the booking for us, do the paperwork. It does require some people. If I got rid of this show and just did my own personal YouTube channels, revenue probably wouldn't change that much mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have to worry about any of this. I could take that money that I make from you guys watching my content. I could then buy a gold bar for $2,000, put it in my closet, close the door. A year later when I come back, the gold bar is still there. That's my, that's my gold bar. I will always have it. Yeah, Instead, but you, see, but you, you go and you, you look at that gold bar and then you walk out of your house and the world's on fire, Tim. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I'm, I, don't, I don't know you that well. Maybe 45 minutes we spoke, but... I can tell the type of person you are and you, you wouldn't be satisfied with that. It's, it's because I don't care about a gold bar. Right. So, so here's what we have. We have like 35 employees plus contractors. I make a little bit of money off a bunch of our shows. Um, I think Cast Castle may be our second, now second most successful show because we've got a bunch of people who signed up to become members specifically to watch the shenanigans of the house. I think that's awesome. Nice. Um, pop Culture Crisis, our pop culture show, in the red. Makes money, but in the red. And you know what? I don't care. But let me explain something. And, I, I, and, you know, shout out to the Pop Culture Crisis crew. You guys do a really, really great job. We pay them a salary. That's guaranteed income. I don't make that money back. Hmm. How could I do a deal where I'm like, I will pay you more money or I will give you all of these things like when a member signs up, you get a cut? That's impossible. Yeah. I'm just losing money, but I want this thing to exist. And then here's the best part. Let's say I spend $500,000 on, on this show because I want it to exist. And then they quit. Mm-hmm. That, that money's gone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Crap, I could buy gold bars. They don't go anywhere. They don't even walk. Yeah, you know, I just lock them in a closet. What you're investing in, though, is it, you're investing in intangible. So like pop culture crisis, culture, that's what you're investing in right there. You don't know what that will turn into. And then and we also look at like uh, maybe some of the ESG stuff where Disney will fund movies that are just complete garbage. And I'm and doing the same thing. Be in the red. 
But they're pushing a culture. They're pushing something. They better not be garbage, Tim. Don't do it. No, no. no. I'm doing, this is what people need to get. Impact investment. Fox News. Mm-hmm. Fox News. The Daily Wire. Uh, Epoch Times. Whatever. I'm not trying to call anybody out specifically. But they're, they're in the business of making money. They, of course, probably believe something like a lot of what they're doing. You wouldn't start a business selling birdhouses unless you liked making birdhouses. Mm-hmm. But I don't need the company to make money. So this is what I'm saying about Crowder being right. What we're doing and what Crowder needs to do is different. Crowder will, will be rich for the rest of his life. He has nothing to worry about. What Crowder needs to do now is take that, those resources from those who care about him, those who respect his voice and believe in the movement, when they buy Mug Club and when they invest, he needs to then do exactly what he's saying. That's why I say he's completely right. He's like, I will sign you. I will get you this deal. Yes. Because Disney is doing ESG. They're hiring woke people at a loss because they want the politics. I'll play the same damn game. I could invest all of my money in something much easier. You know, I could call a wealth management guy and be like, look, we're making eight figures. Take all the money, all the profit, and invest it in, in BlackRock and Vanguard or whatever garbage company that wants to destroy the planet. I am doing that. So, uh, you know, I mentioned like, we've flown in private planes. I've got a Model S. I'll tell you exactly why I have a Model S. I don't want a Model S. I don't want an expensive car. But I can't just have money sitting in the bank. That is not a reality. It hmm. devalues over time. Yeah. With, especially with the way inflation was going, what ends up happening is I'm sitting there and we have like profit come in and I'm like, okay, I have this money that came in. I want to invest it in something. We have to have a certain amount in our savings account to run the business. Because when COVID happened, revenue dropped to like, we, we basically were sitting on top of red. And that was, that was a scary thing to see happen. Now I've got 30 plus employees. I can't go in the red. If we don't have that rainy day fund, right. people don't get paid. Yeah. Okay, can't do that. Also, can't just have cash in the bank. It's, it's losing value and people want raises. So you have to buy something that will retain its value. So property in any capacity. Well, I, I really relate to your story. And, and this is, I think, why I'm a fan of yours is because you don't need to be doing what you're doing in terms of fighting in the culture war, and yet you're doing it. And this is actually one of my major disagreements with the old guard of the Libertarian Party is that they they really abdicated their duty in terms of engaging in the culture war at all. You know, they just said, let people do as they see fit, and that's not our business. We just want the government out of it. And, and while I, obviously I agree with that sentiment, I think at the end of the day, the reason that Michael Knowles and Matt Walsh and these other people get to drag us through the mud and pretend as if we're, you know, degenerates and we have no uh, moral fabric or, or, you know, culture to ourselves at all. As they should. That, well, they, sh- <laughs> they should be doing that, but they're wrong. And, and I think it's because we didn't engage in that fight. So I love that you, like you were talking on the show last night about creating the coffee shops or the skate shops and, and having your... Our, our crew of media that's you know playing as opposed to having CNN playing in the gym and things like that. Exactly. I think it's so important that you're doing that. And, and the other reason I relate to your story is because I, was a, I ran a private mortgage company and I was making a half a million dollars a year and I had no employees and I was just raking. I was just doing great. And I did that for 10 years and then the lockdowns happened and I was like, oh, I've been ignoring the insanity of our world for too long. 2020 strikes, obviously lunatics are in charge of us. They lock us down. They screw up everything. And I'm like, well, I need to do something about this. So I shut down my company. I start Liberty Lockdown and then Tower Gang. It's like at some point, things get so dire that we're forced to engage. And and if you want to ignore that, I could have done the same thing. I could have gone out and buy, uh, bought uh, bars of gold. But then I'm in, a, I'm in a world that's hell. 
So why would I do that? If I if I could just tag on to what you were saying, uh, a couple of days ago you had the Krasenstein brothers on, and <clears throat> they said something that bothered me. Uh, Everything they, they say bothers. <laughs> no, no, something that I kind of like it really stuck with me. They said uh, they they don't like that Republican legislature is uh, making laws against or, or focusing too much on culture. I'm probably paraphrasing yeah. it wrong. They said they shouldn't. They, they care too much about social issues. Correct. Yeah, that that's what they said. They, I mean, I, I think that that you guys are completely over the target. If you have pinpointed an issue in this society, a linchpin that is, well, I mean, it's holding them together, but you, you, you guys are right over it. And when the left sees that, or whoever it may be, when they see that, they kind of start to get frazzled. And they said it out loud, which to me was like kind of amazing, but I've, I've, I've heard it before multiple times where you're calling someone out does, for what they're doing. In. Does anyone ever talk about the healthcare policies of, Iran? No. What do they talk about? What does the left talk about when it comes to countries like Iran or, or Saudi Arabia? Hijabs. Women's rights. Yeah. Women's Optics. Rights. Treatment of gay people. Oh, that's true. So what happens is on the right, you have the vanguards of social order where they're saying like, guys, if we go down that path, no one will ever care about healthcare policy because people will be dying. The left, like the Krasensteins, they're more liberal. They're more default liberal. They're like, I don't understand why culture matters. I'm concerned about someone getting health care or a job. And I'm like, that's downstream from where we're at. It's, I agree with you, but when, when the cultural apparatus is completely on that side there, every time I open my eyes, or like if I turn on my phone or the TV, it's something from a left-leaning cultural establishment. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of hard for me to separate these two things. So it's so monopolized. I really believe that if we don't engage in that fight, then the future generations are owned by their dictates and we stand no chance. So we have no choice but to engage. And the people that actually have financial capital or success or brand recognition or name recognition that exists in our space, as far as I'm concerned, maybe it's altruistic, maybe it's too haughty and lofty, but I think that we have a duty to engage in their arena, the one that they don't want us to be engaging in. Yeah, one of the issues up to this point that Libertarian has had, I think, is that it's 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 very live and let live. Like, you do you, right. w according to politics, like, your politics are yours. But then they also said that about culture, like, whatever. But the reality is we are embedded in each other's realities, like, culturally, regardless of our politics. I'm so down with letting you do your own politics over there, but... If it's altering the way my kids view their gender or, exactly or, right. or changing the way my kids think, I'm involved no well, matter what my political agenda. This, this is why I have such a harsh disagreement with the reasons and the Cato Institutes of the world that, that frame us as being basically we are not allowed, we're not permitted by their establishment libertarian ink banner to engage in this discussion whatsoever. Yeah. They don't want us to comment on, you know, ESG and CRT and any of the things that are going into our culture, which is like gutting our civilization. And I take that very seriously. And most libertarians I know do as well. So when people recognize, you know, Cato or reason as the standard bearers for libertarianism, it drives me insane. And that's yeah, why uh, Crowder, me, Crowder's done that multiple times. Yes. But I want to, I want to, I want to read these, these, we got a couple of super chats and this is a, this is a really good example of one of the biggest problems that we have in the culture war. We got Blunt News who says, Tim telling all his employees he doesn't need them 
right to their face in front of the world, you're welcome to the five dollars. It's the last. Another guy says, Tim, you need a slice of humble pie. No, let me speak you for know, that, well, bro. I got a guy like, that's well, being well, honest well, with me. That's the first. That's not step. even it. Let me. I mean, you basically said your employees are inconsequential. Have some that's respect for the people who took the risk. But this is the point. The view of those super chatters is the purpose of the business is to make money. No. If I'm going to do anything in terms of leading a culture war charge, it's impossible without the people who work at this company. Bingo. The money is garbage. That's the point. I don't need it. I'd rather, I'd rather hire someone like Shane Cashman so that he can write these stories and profile people like Carrie Lake and, and, uh, Kanye. Uh, and Kanye. Yeah. Excellent and article. The, the way I've explained it is, what would I rather have? An infinity pool? Or for the world to be able to read a breakdown of what happened in that courtroom with Carrie Lake. Yeah. For the world to have that article. So when, when someone says, like Tim's saying, his employees are inconsequential. Oh, you misunderstand. They're inconsequential to me making money. But who the cares if I make money? We all care if fact-based news is being written. Hey, guess what? We're NewsGuard certified over at TimCast.com. That's only possible thanks to our newsroom. Does the newsroom make money? It makes a little bit. But I spend more on it. Why? Because it is more important to have these people able to do the world-changing things they do than for me to buy gold. That's the point. How about this? I could, if I was that kind of guy, be like, I'm the one who makes the money. What do I need anyone else for? But I don't care about that. When you guys become members of TimCast.com, when you guys super chat, I'm basically saying, who else can I empower Mm -hmm. to to try and change the world? And and it, it, it really is crazy. And I think about it and I'm like, man, like some of the stuff that's been produced by like, you know, shout out to Shane Cashman, the news team, pop culture crisis. I'm like, this stuff is going to last forever. And it is infinitely more valuable than any material object, the abstract ideas that are produced. And I, and I got to give a shout out to Shane because I think him profiling the Carrie Lake trial is a piece of history that needed to exist. And I am eternally grateful that you guys watching made that possible. He's, he's to, one of the uh, best writers I have ever. Yes. I, I just want to talk about the Crowder situation here uh, a little bit because I think Crowder was kind of insulated away from the business aspect of what's really going on in this media sphere for a very long time when he was working at The Blaze. And when he's, when he's you know, given these contracts, a lot of the times, a lot of these businesses usually do very high asks in the beginning. You get a lawyer, you negotiate it down. There's, there's a long process here where you got to go back and forth. And there are a lot of competitive, very cutthroat individuals in this game that we do have to address that do care about themselves rather than the overall message. So when Crowder says that, I, I, I agree with him. And it's because of the these contracts because of uh, you know a lot of these cutthroat uh, individuals why I personally have been independent my entire career I'm very happy that I've been independent I'm very happy that I'm able to do what I want and if, if I could talk to Crowder if he's listening I would say hey your, your freedom's a lot more valuable than being under any kind of contract or or you know mandatory thing that you have to do for this show I volunteer here because I like to do this but at the same time I don't want any kind of responsibilities. I don't want any kind of duties. I want to do what I want to do. And having that kind of freedom is more important than anything else. I've been doing this since 2006. I had my own members area for eight years on LukeUncensored.com. I have a lot of fun doing this. And, and, and independent media is supposed to be independent. And I think he has a pathway right now to do a lot of good. I disagree with some of his larger political ideas. But uh, I, I think what he's dealing with right now is just the rea- reality of the current situation that he's speaking about. So I'm kind of happy that he, he is speaking out against this and bringing attention to it. I'll put it this way. We, Luke and I had a conversation a while back about him you know, being, being a, a recurring guest or co-host. And ultimately it was like a, a, a work exchange doesn't make sense between the fact, like both of our different companies. 
And so Luke's like, well, I like coming on the show. And then Luke finds his own way to monetize. And that's, okay, you yeah. know, you don't got to be here. You can be here if you want to be here. Regarding, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a mutual agreement, right? It's not, no, nothing's forced. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing is expected. We just do what we do. We, we love talking to each other. I love being on the show. And it's it's a fun time, and, and I you know it, it's it's a pleasure. And then he leaves here. abruptly. It's yeah. super important. <laughs> Not about that. I give you like at least two weeks, and I give you the kind of stat. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be coming here for a few months, then leaving. But we but we've yeah. we've talked about like Luke being on permanently, but Luke runs his own company. Luke travels, so and and to be sense. honest with you, it's it's going to be very difficult to you know pay me because like I value my time a lot, right? And it's going to be a lot of money to be able to have this, me not do what I want to do. Well, so. this, this, exactly. This is a really good point, actually. Luke, you have your own t-shirt company. You have your own show. You have your own website. You have your own business entities. How could I do a contract deal with Luke? Because like, the thing you have to understand about employment, when you're an employer, in the space you work, you own the, what, what is produced by the employee. So like, if you get hired by a music production studio to make music, guess what? Your music is owned by that. If, if like they hire you and say, we're hiring you to write songs. Correct. You're not going to go write a song and then be like, oh, but this one's mine. I wrote it later. It's like, no, we yeah. hired you to write music. You don't keep it. No, That's the, so there's no way. I, we, you know, we, we, could, we could do something. It's, I, 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 I can't own Luke's social media. I think the, the nature of the problem really is that many of these creatives or these creators, they have an audience, but they're not business people. And I think that's what differentiates some of you guys in this room, actually all of us in this room, is that we have a real entrepreneurial bent that allows us to create that revenue stream that allows us to continue to speak the truth and and not be beholden to anybody. Well, I didn't, I didn't really have this kind of entrepreneurial bent or understanding of business either. Um, but You do thing, now. Well, yeah, yeah, because I studied like necessity and economics. Right. But it's kind of amazing to rise to this level of like notoriety of notoriety and still like, especially in speaking in the political realm, still not understand the economics behind it. It's kind of baffling. That's why immediately when I saw it, I thought there's something more nefarious going on. And Tim's just explaining, no, it's just like a numbers issue. Yeah. They're... I don't, I don't, I don't blame the company who made the contract mostly because I don't know what the fee is. Mm-hmm. And that's really right. important. But oh, the... it changes everything. Yeah. yeah. But the contracts, the whole, like we own your persona, your in perpetuity forever. Henceforth, we own the right to the Steven Crowder character. They'll be deep faking him and making him say stuff after he's dead. Like <laughs> you cannot, these are old yeah. contracts yep. from 1990s that they're still cool. trying to pigeonhole into modern era. What they should be doing is signing tech contracts. Roll, roll that 20 sided. Give 20, to me. I'm going to roll 100. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying that, that D I got a 96. That, <laughs> hell yeah. That D 20 with only twenties. That's you're, right, you're absolutely right. Well, what they should be doing yeah. is signing tech contracts with Crowder so that they do all his back end stuff he can keep doing exactly what he likes to do and they're taking a piece off the top 5% 8% 10% after cost 3% after cost not trying to hit a gold mine with the next big up and coming because it used to be that people didn't control their own proliferation of art it, you had to go to the network then they would proliferate it for you now you proliferate your own stuff and we need to treat these artists with that kind of respect, knowing that. Hey, I think, Ian, I think uh, part, of, part of the reason that not just the culture, but the economy has also been taken over and dominated by the left is that we've really lost the competitive edge that I think many in the conservative libertarian sphere once had, where it was like, we're going to find a way to compete with you scumbags. Like, we're going to find a way. And, and I wish that instead of looking at these contracts and Crowder kind of framing it as him being a victim of it, he were to say, I'm going to... I'm going to replace you. 
you yeah. offer me these terrible deals because if it's if you can do that then do it yeah you don't need to complain I, I, if someone sent me this contract i would take a dump on it i'd be like no i, I rolled get a 20 the by f, the way uh, get the f out of well, here what you should do is i'm a free human being i get to do what i want you want to monetize and control every aspect of my existence hell freaking no. it's important because i could do a way better job at it myself and that no one's going to be controlling me or pulling my strings that's Bingo. what he said to me but the, i sent him a contract and then luke just got it's important like, Come on, man. not to get emotional when you get these weird contracts from like the squatty potty too yeah like don't let your emotions charge up when you get insulting offers just stay cool and counter offer it with what you with more than what you want even give it to them give Mm -hmm. it back you know and if they laugh at it then walk away or 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 renegotiate but we're not we're not talking about you know 17 year old taylor swift signing a a crappy contract we're talking about a 30 something year old man or 40 i don't even know how old he is it's just like the biggest personality yeah you're not a victim here well i got what i would say to, to steven is um i think you know he's been he's been working with the Blaze for so long he's not he's not been in the space. It's kind of like, you know, when when you're in a relationship for a decade and then you break up or divorce or whatever, and you're going back in the dating pool and you're like, whoa, this is crazy. Shark like, Tank. Yeah, like what do they expect of me? Right. So I see this and I'm like, again, the first and most important thing is what's the fee? Because you know Luke was mentioning if I got a contract, take a dump on it. But Luke, what if they offered you two hundred million dollars? Probably one year. What's your number, Luke? Two hundred million dollars one year. He says I gotta, yes. I gotta read the contract. I gotta <laughs> read all of it. For sure. That would be good. I gotta, I but, but, like, like, but, but if they're gonna destroy everything I do, because hell with no, that contract, I don't want it. He, you, they could, could do, delete his YouTube account with that contract. Yeah, you could do so. unspeakable things to me for $200 million. Unspeakable. <laughs> what was Kanye's? Yeah, but was Kanye's you, you, reach, you reach a certain point when you have so much money, it doesn't really matter, right? I, that's why I don't understand a lot of these I, I, kind of sociopaths. I ain't got that kind of money. I don't understand a lot so of these sociopaths and billionaires. dollar lot yachts last night. Yeah, but who cares? I'll tell you, the number is probably like $200,000 per year. And then everything afterwards is confusing. It depends on, True. Uh, for, for me, I'll tell you my story. Uh, you know, everybody knows I grew up on the uh, south side of Chicago, poor family. I remember when I bought Pokemon Red, I worked at my family's coffee shop. It was, we took out loans, put the house as collateral to get it, ended up losing the house when, when everything fell apart. But I remember working for tips, saving up 30 bucks, and then going buying at Pokemon Red. And I was like, wow, that was so hard for me to do. Hmm. And I knew kids whose parents bought them red and blue. Just because it was like it was only thirty bucks, what we care? My, my, my dad makes six figures. Right. I was like, oh, my dad makes thirty thousand dollars a year, so I had to work really hard for that. So for people who grow up with a really high standard of living, it's hard for them because they're so used to it. Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of people who were born to families who are you know millionaires, and when they're older, they're panicking about not making five hundred thousand a year because they're like, how do I hang out with my friends? They're flying to Ibiza next week. Mm. I got fired from my job, and I'm only I got an offer. It's one hundred twenty-five k. I can't fly to Ibiza on that. And I'm laughing like I've never flown to Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> I can't relate so, to those people to be honest. Right. Where even though even people? though so, I've made money like they have. So what, what ends up happening is I get uh, uh, I worked for Vice. Vice paid me eighty-five thousand dollars to start. Because I said, guys, I don't care about the money. I could probably come in here and tell you with everything behind me, you got to pay me a lot of money. You'd probably say yes. I want guarantees. And I, I laid out the business guarantees that I wanted and said, if that's what you, you, you can give me, then the money needs to get me an apartment and pay my bills. And they said, okay, $85,000, but we give you these three guarantees. Deal. After a few months, I said, you're falling short on two of the guarantees. That means you're not paying me what we negotiated. The money is ancillary. They said, okay, we're going to get you these things to make it up for you. We'll give you another, we'll give you another 15 grand per year. I said, okay, and I'm at 100. After about a year and a month or so, I came to them and said, guys, we've had three meetings. I really appreciate everything you've done for me. I quit. And they were like, 
I can't believe you're quitting. Who quits Vice? Nobody quits Vice. Dis, uh, Fusion offered me $250,000 per year for two years plus $200,000 in, in writing in my hands to, to take that job. So I sit down with them and they say, they wrote it down and I laughed and I'm like, they would offer me more money, more money if I asked. Instead, I said, okay, how about this? Instead of paying me more money, I want $300,000 a year in production budget at my discretion and $25,000 in tech at my discretion. And they said, so we don't pay you that. It's just towards what you're making. Like, yeah. And they're like, okay, deal. Why? Like in their mind, they were thinking like we would have given this guy that money for his pocket. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's easier to negotiate that I want to make something important. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then for them, they don't lose any money. They were like, we were probably going to, but, but what it does for me is contractually guaranteed me the ability to travel, do whatever I wanted to do mm-hmm. without impedance because I had my own budget. I got to yeah. do. I had a very similar story, by the way, and I won't, I, I don't want to mention names here, uh, but, it, but it's someone prominent that I previously looked up to and I was like, I really want to work for these guys. They're like, what do you want? I'm like, just pay me the minimum. Let me fly around the world. I was broke. I didn't have a job. I, I just really loved to do this. I was like, fly me around the world. I'll cover events. I'll do it for, for bare minimum. They're like, okay. Is seventy thousand okay? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll risk my life for that. I'll, I'll cover riots. I'll cover. The, I'll, I'll get arrested. I don't care. Um, and they're like, okay, fine. I went down there, signed the contract, met the CEO. We signed it together, had a dinner, shook hands, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have a job. I packed up my car, was ready to move. This was at the peak of my career during Occupy Wall Street, and I remember just getting the best coverage. And this contract said you can't monetize your own stuff, you can't do everything, and I was getting record views, the most views on my YouTube than ever, doing live streams, interviewing uh, Lupe Fiasco, all these celebrities, and then they stopped taking, taking my phone call, and then they stopped answering my text messages, and then they stopped answering emails, and I contacted on one person, a second person, a third person, and they all started ignoring me. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And then a couple of weeks later, like, oh yeah, sorry, we don't have enough money, which was a lie. You're uh, too bad. And now I lost out on some of the biggest income that I could have made. I lost wow. out on business opportunities. And I'm like, you know, this is what I get for trying to work with anybody. I'm not going to be working with anybody. I'm going to be independent. I'm going to continue to be independent. Even though I'm struggling, even though I'm not getting any money, this is why I created my members area and, and LukeUncensored.com, which it is right now. And yep. I, I made my own way. And I'm a lot happier. And looking back at it, I am so happy I didn't work for that company because that company had its own legal problems. And more importantly, I have my own thing that I built myself that I'm super proud of more than ever. And no one could take that away from me. I I want to address some of the super chats. They're right. They're they're saying Crowder's not claiming to be a victim. He's calling out a few things. One, the massive penalties and uh, that they're based on if you get a strike on YouTube or Apple, they'll, they'll dock you fees. Yeah, I can explain that. Um, again, Crowder's right not to do a contract like this. But imagine I say to you, all right, uh, uh, top uh, Tower Gang guys, I, I've seen how much, how much your podcast makes. Let's do a deal. Right now, you guys make, I'm just gonna, I'm, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna do random magic numbers because I don't, I don't know how much you guys make. But let's, so, so I see that you guys this year made $5 million. Amazing job. Last year, you made 4.8. I think that if I sign you and manage the ads on your show, 
I'll take your workload down by 25%, but increase your revenue growth 40% year over year because we have a big network of ads. So here's what I'll do. You got no reason to sign with me unless I pay you more than 5 million, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it looks like you're on a trajectory to do 200,000 more this year than last year. I'll make it 500,000. I will guarantee you 5.5 this year and six in the next year for a two-year contract. Guarantee you that money. Okay, now what happens if you go- Do we have upside though? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then after that guarantee, you know, we take 10% of mm. your revenue, right? Whatever the deal is. Uh, so that way, or it's probably gonna be like 20 because like we're doing a guarantee. I'm giving you a growth guarantee, but I'm so confident I can make more money that after we do this guarantee, I know I'm gonna make that five million, I'm, I'm gonna make five million this year off your show. So I'm getting that money back. You're getting guaranteed growth. I'm doing the work to grow it. And then after that growth, you still keep 80% of it. But here's the thing. What if I do this contract with you and then you go and start ranting about a cabal of people with tiny hats and then all of a sudden you get banned from every platform <laughs> and then I'm like, my guy, I can't pay you money. There's no money to pay you. And you're like, you guaranteed me five, five, five yeah. and then six pay up. Yeah. That's, you know, you have to have these in the contract. Otherwise, you're basically just burning cash potentially with right. a, you know, cr so, the crazy cancel culture world we live in. You have to be prepared for that. You just have to. So I, I imagine, you know, the deal with Crowder is they said, we're going to pay you, you know, let, let's, I don't know the number, but let's say they were like, we'll give you $15 million per year, guaranteed, no matter how much membership you bring in, no matter how many ads you sell, we will take the risk on our end. So, so here's what I imagine happens. They go to Crowder and they say, I'm looking at your numbers. I'd, I'd be willing to bet because we don't know because the blaze has those numbers. Mm -hmm. But you know, this other company is probably not the Blaze because he left the Blaze. It might be the Blaze. It might be it might be his contract renewal for all we know. And a lot of people, I know everybody's saying they think it's a Daily Wire, but there are a lot of companies in this space, and this could be him re-upping his contract and then getting angry, and that's why he left. We don't he, know. He did it could be Fox too. I mean, look look, okay, look how small it. those uh, letters look. look right. It right. could say Fox. It could it could say uh, FNC. Yeah. Mm. Fox News Corporation. Mm. So imagine they go to him and say, "It looks like you make, based on your numbers, twelve million per year. We'll give you fifteen. That means we are going to risk $3 million of our money that we don't know if we'll get back. That also means if you're willing to accept $3 million more million per year that you normally don't get, you have to be responsible in terms of how these platforms operate. That means if Facebook gives you a strike, if YouTube gives you a strike and you can't make that money, here's right. what we're going to do. We're going to give you a flat percentage docking on our guarantee. Now, here's what a lot of people think that's a bad thing, but think about this. If you get a strike on, uh, and, I, and I do think the contract is bad, by the way, but I'll explain. If you get a strike on YouTube, you guys got a strike, you got two strikes. Yep. You can't produce for 90 days. Right. So that's one, that's, that's, that's 25%. Yeah, of a year. It's insane. Of, of the whole year, no money can be generated yeah. on these and, platforms. And they won't even tell me what I said wrong. Well, they might. So imagine. But let's hope. Somebody says, I'll do a deal with you where I'll guarantee you money, but if you get knocked out for three months, we're not going to pay you that money. Correct. Here's what I think with this contract Stephen was offered. The fees exorbitant the response from crowder in my opinion should have been a response with remove the fees right assume the risk and we got a deal yeah counter yeah um but i think that the issue is as he points out he's in a position to to, to say no to this and younger people aren't and the fees listed in this contract are ridiculous they like are 20 25 percent for a youtube strike like dude one youtube strike is two weeks True. not not three months no it's actually one one strike, I think, is only one week, and then it's two weeks, and then it's permanent. But it's still you have to 
you you reconfigure the entire nature of the show after you receive those strikes because you have to like completely reformulate your brain to try and stay safe. Um, but the, the the reason that I framed it as Crowder kind of behaving in a victim mentality, and, and if he's doing it just to look out for young creators that he, he doesn't want them to go down this path, God bless. It seemed as if he was putting himself a little bit more in that position. And the reason I bring it up is because you know, when I worked for someone else, I never made more than six figures except for one year in my life. And as soon as I started working for myself for a decade, I made, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. You don't get paid as much as you're worth unless you're willing to take the risk of working for yourself. And that's just a truth. It's just yeah. reality. And so many young people, and I'm not saying Crowder's in this camp, but so many people, they don't want to take that risk anymore. They don't want to have all of the pressure, but they still want that golden parachute of working for some corporation that's going to make their life really smooth and easy. That's just not reality. You have to take these risks if you want to get those outsized returns. So if Crowder is making crazy money already, I understand why he would crap on this contract, as you've said. But at the same time, you know. Go do it on your but own. I, take, take a dump on it. I specifically <laughs> said just to clarify. And I was in a very similar position as an independent journalist. I was I was incurring a lot of risk. I didn't have uh, health insurance. I was getting exactly. injured in the field. I was getting arrested. Didn't have lawyers. Didn't have anyone to bail me out. I had nothing. I was like, I need someone to make sure if I get injured or hurt that I could still pay the medical bills. If I get arrested, there's, there's a lawyer there that's going to bail me out. I had none of that. Bingo. And that's why I wanted to work with someone. And then, you know, I got screwed over by this one company that really hurt me financially. Uh, and I was like, that's it, screw it. I'm just, I just got to do it on and my own. And people don't understand when you make a profit, essentially a lot of people look down on you. Like, oh, you're making a profit? Yeah. Like that profit is is for insurance. That profit is my retirement. That profit is me getting hurt and injured, seriously, there, there and are still no being able to off. eat. Yeah, people right. don't understand. Yeah, I need to eat. I, 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 I need to live. And, and, and if there's medical bills that I'm going to have in the future, I'm on those on myself right. and no one else's. I think right. this is why I got so angry that I couldn't record today. Like this morning... I'm sitting here angry. I took ibuprofen because ibuprofen reduces swelling and allows you to talk. Right. That's the only reason I was able to record yesterday, but you can only take so much because it stops the mucus production in your stomach and then you get ulcers. Oof. So I'm like, if I don't work, employees don't get paid. Yeah, well, now with the direct subscriptions monthly, you can take days exactly. off. It's a lot easier. But this, is, this, is, this is important too, and I thank you for bringing that up. If, when we were on the ad model, when we had no memberships, I knew that if I did not work one day, that meant, Money was gone that goes to employees. Mm -hmm. Granted, like, look, we have healthy profits. So it's basically me just being like, I lose money, I have to pay for it. I don't get a, a paid time off. Right. I have to I have to eat that and, and dish it out. With memberships, it's almost like now you guys are are you know all standing together holding this place up. So I so this morning, I'm like, I need to take this morning off and give my voice some time. Yeah. That's Otherwise, actually what they, a lot of them want. I, in the comments, they're like, please rest. We enjoy your content. Yeah. We need you. Well, I mean, see, this I, I totally get it though, because I was an entrepreneur. And it like it does it pains you not so much because of what damage it does to you, but because of the vision you have for like who you're gonna bring on. I know you've brought on Phil uh from All That Remains, oh, I, I believe. Oh, recently. Phil Labonte. Uh, yeah, Labonte, uh Josie, the Red Hill <coughs> Libertarian. I know she does some outside media work for you guys too. Yeah. And it's like mm -hmm. these are these are all things that if you don't continue to grind you don't get to grow and assist these people and allow them to have a platform like the fact that you bring on smaller shows like ours tower gang or liberty lockdown or whoever else and you do it every day it's such a huge like benefit to our movement and i know we're all you know yeah. have our own little niches and things like that i'm more the and cap libertarian variety you guys have conservatives that come on but like 
this is this it's a very small world man that's the one thing i've noticed as i've traveled around there are so few outlets for people like us i'm glad to see that there's competitors that are entering the space we need a hell of a lot more of it and god bless them and and if it's daily wire or the blaze or whoever's drafting these contracts i hope you guys will reflect on on the nature of them and and hopefully you'll improve it don't prove kanye right um but <laughs> but but I, I we do need we need more people that are that are willing to engage in this in this arena and and if you're not willing to take the risk then then just understand that you're not going to get the maximal rewards. I I didn't take vacations for over five years. I I paid everything out of pocket. Um, And at the end of the day, I had an enormous amount of liability that was laying out there in my loan book that I could have been dragged through court for the rest of my life, you know? And and people don't ever look at that side of things. They just go like, well, you made a lot of money, so you owe civilization and you're a bad guy. And it's like, it's not real, man. It's not how it goes. Yeah, I want to clarify too, because people people are super chatting a lot. Like, no, Tim, you don't understand. Crowder said this. No, 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 no. Look, look, look. Crowder's completely right. I commented. He's like right about all of it. The issue is that these companies are operating as these companies have to operate for what they are. And as Ian pointed out, this is like the 90s way of doing things. This doesn't work anymore. In the modern era, Steven Crowder is the entrepreneur and the personality. So he can make, there's no need for a network. The guys who run these networks, like Fox News or whatever, they're not on TV. They're not telling you their thoughts. They're not leading the charge in the culture war. They're not producing content. They're managing a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, in today's day and age, that person's the employee, not the boss. So right now what happens is someone who should be an employee is offering a contract to Steven Crowder. Steven Crowder should be the boss. Exactly. Steven Crowder's supposed to be the one to be like, look, look, I'm the captain of yeah, the ship. It's inverted. Uh, exactly. And that's the problem with the system. It's been that way for a long time. Now, that being said, there are going to be a lot of people who do not have what it takes to run a business. Because this is what I was trying to get to you know, when, I, when I was mentioning earlier about how, how it would be so much easier just to like get rid of everything and just do my own YouTube channels. It is extremely hard to, to run and manage and maintain all this stuff. Oh, yeah, man. It's like 16-hour days. And the value in it is I don't want to leave this world with a bunch of crackpot, psych, you know, psychotic cultists of a non-theistic religion you know, controlling things. And I, you know, it all got started for me because I'm like, I really hate liars. Mm. You know, it's like I, I want, I, when, I went, when I started this, I was like, I want to travel and tell people what, what I'm seeing do new stuff. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they lied about everything I did, Sweden. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you off for lying. And then that, that's like a big component of it. These people are evil. They lie every day. Mm-hmm. Look what they did to Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. Just like, I mean, this, they tried to, they, they, they've still negatively impacted this kid's life. They tried to destroy it. So that's, that's what it's all about. And that means we're entering an interesting space. There is infinitely more power in ESG, mm-hmm. businesses like Disney, than in, say, like the Daily Wire. Now you're speaking my language. But this is the challenge. How do you compete? Like the Daily Wire's got to make money. Disney doesn't. Yeah. Facts. And the, and the reason they don't is because of their relationship to the government and, and the World Economic Forum and all of the... the oh, go ahead. It's, it's, you're mostly right. I was just going to say also that they own so much IP True. that the average person will just pay the 10 bucks because they're like, you know, I can watch Flubber. Yeah, well, and I think that the audience is not going to like this, but at the end of the day... We do need to, as consumers of this media, the people that want to see something different in the world that isn't, you know, perverted and messing up our children, you need to you need to put your money where your mouth is. You can't just continue to consume free content. This is why, you know, we have to diversify. We're on Rumbles, of course, LibertyLockdown.Locals.com uh, as well for people that want to support the show so that I can actually tell the truth. If I can get enough people that are doing that, then I don't have to worry about deplatforming and things like that. Um, but the ESG factor in this is such a big deal. And, and I, 
it, it drives me crazy because ultimately it's becoming a partisan issue where you have red state governors are really, really engaging in this and God bless them. We need it. But at the same time, I wish it weren't partisan in nature. I wish we understood that, that having a, a monolithic globalist perspective on how to utilize and manipulate capital markets to try and reimagine the world in your image. Well, you're not always going to be in charge. Just the same same concept of like, do you want Donald Trump to have these powers? No, you don't. Well, then maybe it's not okay when Biden does it. Same same concept with ESG. Yes, right now it is being utilized to to uh, propagate a, a very neoliberal world order. Well, what if that what if that dynamic changes? Because it inevitably will. Maybe it'll be a hundred years, but it's going to change at some point. Do we want big business to be? reimagining our civilization like the answer to me is clearly no particularly when it's nameless fa- uh, faceless bankers that are primarily uh, responsible for this stuff or if they are known they're they're <coughs> at davos with you know 500 security guards and hookers 5000 and and hookers oh, 5000 was it 5000 soldiers oh yes, my god that were given police yeah. power Look, or coercion if you need 5000 soldiers to protect yourself you're doing something wrong you're doing something wrong True. and and like I'm not I, I don't I'm not at all wanting them to be threatened or injured at all but there's a reason that people are so concerned about your your trying to manipulate and coerce the entire world we're talking 8 billion people that you want all to live in this particular worldview where carbon emissions are such a danger where the thing that I exhale makes me a danger to every man woman and child on earth it's a very anti-human perspective and ultimately it's anti-capitalist this is one other talking point that I have to get across is that this is not capitalism that we're dealing with and when people talk about it as if it is it drives me absolutely insane this is a fascistic model crystal clear fascistic model and you can't then hold that up and say, look at all of these evil things that are happening in our world. This is why we have to go towards socialism. We're basically down that path already. You know the big challenge is? These ESG companies, ESG is the the prerequisite for uh, financial investment. Yes. So in West Virginia, these fossil fuel companies, coal or whatever, are like, hey, you know, we need a loan of $5 million to expand our operation, hire more employees. And they go, no. And then someone comes out and says, we want to do Drag Queen Story on. They're like, oh, how much do you need for that? And you know where that money comes from? Federal Reserve. How do you compete with an industry that can print infinite money for itself? You cannot abolish the Federal Reserve. But doesn't doesn't that make this whole thing? It just means it's harder. And that means we need all of these companies that are in the independent and anti-establishment space to be operating on the exact same capacity. Don't hire woke people. Right. Hire people who believe in freedom. Yeah. Empower people who believe in freedom. So this is the point of and, of... and if you're a consumer of that media, support people that are providing that that media. You really have to. Like you have to, if you want to see that, you have to actually contribute. So this is, you know, basically everything that we do here and why we do it. Why do we hire the people we hire? Because their job is to be a positive influence on the world. And that's more important than the revenue. We're, we're, we're uh, an ideological company in a sense. I, I, Big Tim, time. Timcast makes money. Yeah. The other shows make money, but Timcast makes the overwhelming majority of it. And then that money is the resource that we use to have people make cool and good and positive things. Mm-hmm. I love it. We need a hell something? of a lot more of it. I was just I was just going to comment on like how absurd it is when you really think about um, like th- th- this whole thing is over fake money. 
and uh, the message that it's that it, uh, the division that it'll cause in the conservative movement, which I'm not a conservative, so whatever. But it's just interesting to see them kind of squabble over this, and it's all just fake money in the end of the day. Yeah, the Fed, <laughs> the Federal Reserve prints it out of thin air. It's going to be worthless anyway soon. Yeah, and he so, just so Crowder, you, yeah, um, Crowder, you don't need to worry about this. Don't worry. It's all going to be devalued. <laughs> At the end of the day, what are you going to have? Your experiences, your own company, what you built yourself. Don't let anyone build. else build anything for you. Uh, but this is, again, my strategy. People are built different. This is just who I am after being through a lot of rough, crazy situations in my life, dealing with other businesses. Um, who knows? Maybe he'll strive more and be better uh, under a contract. But for I, me personally, there's a road to take. I'm taking that road. I just think it's so important that we encourage people that that share our value system and have the drive that we do in this room to actually follow that passion and follow that path. Because there's just been such a dearth of entrepreneurial spirit, and I get it. I get it. You are. It's so stacked against you, especially if you're like a young college graduate and you're coming out and you're like, you understand ESG, which obviously makes you a very rare 23-year-old or whatever. Uh, but say you do understand it. You know what an uphill slog that's going to be. Like yeah. You're going to try and compete head-to-head with the biggest businesses that have ever existed in human history. And at the end of the day, they have a, a you know a sweetheart deal with all of the biggest governments on earth. Oh, on top of that, they have a sweetheart deal with the central banks of the world where they can just, by fiat, create debt and credit. Like, I get it, but it doesn't matter. We have to compete. We have to try. If we just acquiesce and we, we were talking about the black pill earlier, right? That's true, yeah. If we give up, it's over. Right. We can't give up. Right. We have to try. One thing you mentioned earlier, Tim, is that uh, wondering like, is everyone cut out to run a company or a business or something like that along no. those lines? The answer is no. No, they're not. And there's a difference that's important to keep in mind between a business and a company. A company is a type of business that involves two or more people, which is why it is come penny with patri- you know, with people. Company and it's a companion, you know. A business you can be have a business as a sole proprietor. As soon as you start hiring people or bringing other people on, you become a company. And at that point, do you want to run a company? Right. Do you want to be involved with other people's day-to-day activity? Do you want to be taking meetings? Do you want to be intricately, you know, responsible for these people's behavior? That's the question. And that's a, that's also that's like a it's like an art form. We yeah. we've been offered deals by all the big players in the space. And all the deals were bad. And I'm just like, man, I don't know what these companies are doing. We could write a cool tech deal. Not that we we don't do tech at Timcast, hey, but we Ian, could. The the tech you're talking about is this like like an NFT contract? Is, can no. you explain that? Uh, I would do like uh, uh, we would set up hosting or navigate to some sort of hosting like on Rumble, build like a front end and up make sure that it's if there's bugs that we have developers that are fixing the bugs on the fly twenty four seven, and um, so we would technically help you host your own content and provide your subscribers a direct revenue to you and then we could technically take money off the top if we wanted to i'm building a charity right now that's building this software so ultimately it'll be free for everyone to use and i'm not taking anything for it all of these uh all these companies call me nonstop. like whenever there's drama you know what i mean i i don't i don't i i there's there's a lot that i, I won't talk about because i don't think it changes the political the, the, the political landscape you know if it did I, I would come out and just be like sorry guys you know but there's there's private stuff and i always try to avoid things that I think might hurt. It's, it's, it's standard journalistic ethic. It's minimize harm. But I'll tell you, uh, I, I've, I've talked with The Blaze for years. Uh, said no every time. Uh, I've talked with The Daily Wire. I've talked with Rumble. 
you know, there's a couple other companies that we, we've, we've negotiated with and some we've done deals with. And uh, I just say no to all of them. And I think one of the things these companies don't get is where we are in the modern landscape. I think they're hoping, I think, I think they're hoping that someone like me is a guy who's like just wants to sit in the room and go on camera and then go play ball with, the, with his kid or, you know, future kid or something like that or dog or whatever. That's what they're trying to sell you on. Yeah, and, and they do. They, they all say the same thing. Like, you shouldn't be worrying about this stuff, man. Exactly. You know, like, let us take care of the heavy lifting. And I'm just like, you know what's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. And I say this to every single person I've ever talked to in, in any company. And I learned my lesson with Fusion. But I got paid. And I used that money to invest and build this. I'm like, we're going to start. We're going to be excited. We're going to get the ball rolling. Six months in, I'm going to come to you and say, problem X is solved by Y. And you're going to say, okay, well, I don't have time to deal with this. Someone will take care of it. And I say, no, it's a problem in my life that needs to be solved now for the show. And if I don't have the authority to do it, then I'm going to be in a very bad mood. And then you're not going to be able to. So there's no point in doing these contracts. Mm-hmm. That and, yeah, I just, I, I think the, these, these companies, they're archaic. They can sit down and, and explain to you exactly why. Like I mentioned, like why they do the penalty deal with Crowder's contract. And then Crowder's appropriate responses, that's insane. It wasn't insane 20 years ago. Right. It wasn't insane 30 years ago. But it is now when Crowder is the captain of the ship and he should be the one running it and they should be working for him. Let me add one thing because uh, I, I probably blackpilled a lot of people by <laughs> demonstrating how challenging it is going to be to compete and succeed in this space. However, because of the the monopolistic power or at least oligopolistic power that these operators have, they don't face a lot of real competition. So when they when there is genuine competition, and and also they're very bureaucratic, they're very slow moving, they become very comfortable, overly confident. That is all areas of of opportunity for for entrepreneurs to try and rise up. There's enormous market demand for honest dialogue. Your success has been very clearly proof of that. So there is market demand, but there is also captured markets that make it very challenging to yep. enter and compete in that space. But it doesn't mean that we can't create competing avenues and platforms i don't i pray to god that rumble because it does seem to be like they're they're the real deal so far um i pray to god that them locals these competition actually rise up and they create an opportunity for that for that market demand to be met because there is a demand and entrepreneurs should realize that i've had private conversations with several big youtube channels many of these uh big channels have contacted me and said look these contracts are really bad what do we do we should form a network blah 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 and mm. i say no every time what you're asking is impossible the network model won't work okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No so here's an idea that's been floated around by a bunch of people you know and love behind the scenes, who I'll leave nameless because it's their business, but I'll tell you about what my experience. I get phone calls. We do group calls, and they're like, we need to compete. We need to change the game. How can we do it? Let's create a network. Let's create a single destination for all these big creators. And then we'll figure out a way to split the revenue. And I say, okay, how do you split the revenue? Um, We can do it by when someone signs up, they can write down the name of someone. What if they write down nothing? What if they sign up as a general member? Where does that money go? Well, we split it evenly. Is that fair? Mm. What if I'm getting 60 million per month and you're getting 500,000? 
but I'm giving you half the money that comes in. Sure. It's not fair to me. Why would I do that? What if you're getting 100 million and I'm getting 50 million? I get half your money? That makes sense. I'm making a third of, of, of the revenue. So I've, I've had these conversations over and over again because everybody wants to coalesce and use this network. The idea is there is an individual out there who's like, man, I love Tim Kist. And then he goes, man, I love Crowder. I'm not gonna spend 10 bucks for either of them. Wait a minute, they're bundled together and 10 bucks gets me both? Now I'll do it. Sure. That's what these people think will happen. But what ends up happening is someone like Crowder with six, six million followers will get half a million people to watch on election night. Mm-hmm. He'll get 50,000 people to sign up instantly. And then good luck sorting who signed up for who and how much everyone deserves. You might be able to set it up so you have to toggle who you're signing up for in order to sign up. Or everyone has their own unique links and websites, but it goes to the same centralized thing. So uh, Crowder has Mug Club. It's called Uh, Locals. Yeah, yeah. But but they all go to the same place and they all get everything in a bundle. Mm -hmm. Well, so that means I'm giving my content away for free and someone's giving 10 bucks to you. You give a small percentage, right? How do, you, how do you determine the percentage? Um, you could do it by viewership. Who gets uh, the percentage of viewership? It's going to be complicated. It's not it's easy. Impossible. I'm not saying I have the solution. Well, I like, think I'm, it, just, it, I'm just spitballing it's here. Impossible. It's impossible. I don't know. It's it, not possible. Because if I was signing up, say it's you and Steve Crowder are splitting it. I sign up and I pick. I have to pick you or Steve in order to sign up. So you have that data. And then if there's a smart contract behind the scenes where the this is futuristic, but if the money is split automatically, 72% to you, 28% to Steven, based on the subscriber data I would that might work you know what'll happen let's say Bob Jim and and Jill do this deal Bob's got a million Jim's got 500,000 Jill's got 5 million you know she's a very attractive you know podcaster everybody (laughs) wants to follow her and then uh, the money comes in and then you've got this big jumbled mass of numbers 763,896 the first week 432,896 the second week. You got 13% signed up for Jill, 7% said Bob, you know, 12% said, you know, Jim or whatever name I don't remember the name I used. And then one day someone goes in and says, yo, 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 hold on, man. I only got paid $300,000 this month. I Normally we do 500. What happened? Well, let's look at the numbers. No, no, that, that can't be right. I, how are you getting more money than me? This is, everybody fights, everybody yells. It's yeah, not gonna work. It does yeah. sound like a, an optimal situation for a smart contract system to be developed where you could automate the payments based on the math behind the scenes. Everything's on a blockchain or open source. So if you have questions, you just take it up with the math. That'd have to be a really smart contract. Multiple (laughs) smart smart contracts. The question is, TimCast.com is wholly independent with no investors, with uh, no no outside financing, just customers and and advertisers. The advertisers are almost entirely programmatic, meaning we have very, very few direct sponsors. I think we have like eight or 10. It changes with the podcast audio version. Obviously, you guys know we do Virtual Shield, BioTrust. Like that's basically the only two sponsors we have. Then periodically we do Pepper Speak stuff. And then uh, for the podcast version, we have a handful. It's like, you know, Bambi and like, you know, things like that. Hartford Gold. There's like five or six. And that, uh, so almost all of it's programmatic. Why would I create any kind of mud in this company's revenue stream by doing a partnership deal in the hopes that I can increase revenue by a, cert- by a certain percentage by teaming up with someone like Steven Crowder? I think you'd only be able to bring in someone of comparable clout. I hate to use that term, but you know, someone that- Lesser. Oh, interesting. Why? 
someone of comparable clout. I mean, we're looking at two people who have comparable amounts of revenue who are now going to argue about the gains and which direction it goes. That's true. But I mean, there is there is strength in in networking. I, I just think you're right, though, that obviously a formal network creates infighting and jealousy and competition, especially if you have two alphas that are like on it, the on the rise anyways. And, and waiting for their money, makes, too. This, this system only makes sense to the businessman whose sole job is to maintain it. Hmm. For, for Steven Crowder and for me, there is zero reason for either of us to do a network deal. Because at the end of the day, Steven can pick up his phone and talk to his phone with no crew, with no employees, and, he's, and he makes money. Same thing for me, because we are the people creating the content. Right. So the people you'll, you'll hear advocate for these deals are the people who do nothing but these deals. That's it. Yeah. They're like, if I can bring all these guys together, I'm going to make money off the top. Well, you could do you and Steven together 14 bucks a month. So already you're making seven instead of 10. You're going to take a hit. But then the idea would be you'd get more, like 40% of a, of a 10,000 multiple is better than 100% of a one times multiple. This is, this is you can't also, predict it. This it's is unpredictable. A, That's true. A cultural issue where people, are, they want what's uh, expedient and not, not what's meaningful. So like... You know, if you get if you get deleted off of Twitter, you don't exist to me, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, I've I've seen it a thousand times, and I think you know it's good that this discussion is out there right now because people need to start to like open up their mind to what's actually going on here. Like you said, we need to support these creators. If it's ten dollars a month, I like Crowder. If it's ten dollars a month, I like Tim Cast. Let's do both. I'm not going to spend ten dollars elsewhere. Well, the, the devastating this needs to be out there more. The devastating part about it is like even though I have a pretty uh, passionate fan base. I get nuked from YouTube for a couple weeks. Yeah. I, I start a Rumble channel up. You still see, like, even though I have one-tenth the subscribership over on Rumble, my viewership is only cut in half. So, like, a lot of my people are still rocking with me, even though, you know, the subscriber limit is, is way reduced. Um, but it's just, it's interesting how how platform-captured people are. Mm -hmm. Dude, make, I have, make a, uh, I have two audio podcasts. Two YouTube channels. Yes, I do. I do, too. I have two YouTube channels. One of them I stopped using in 2008. It was called CrossMac, and I was like, I don't like that people are calling me CrossMac to my face. I want to be branded Ian Crossland. So I made a new channel. People still comment on CrossMac that I, like, oh, my God, you still make videos. Like, I'll make a new video every once in a while on CrossMac. They, they're, not only are they siloed on a platform, they're siloed on channels. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So, so we true. could break that with a multi-network system, too. That would be great. You want to know... The worst thing in the world is is YouTube is like one of the worst platforms. Uh, let me let me let me do some math real quick. I think on Apple, Spotify, and the audio platforms, you will make. Let me let me let me do some uh, quick math here. What do we get? Um, I think you'll make like five times as much money off ads, or maybe maybe it's way more than that. Oh, it's big. Are you saying versus, uh, versus video? YouTube. Oh, dude, it's huge. Like for whatever reason, YouTube ad revenue is gutter trash. Yes. If you can get... 25, like, 25 per thousand CPM is kind of standard on audio. Like that's... 300,000 300, views, downloads on a podcast, on a daily show. You're going to be making... Holy crap. You're talking 7,500 7, per ad? Yep. It declines as the as the as the, sure. as the ad goes on, but uh, you got to be making like ten million per year if you're in, if you're if you're at those numbers. Easy, 
Easy. And, on, th- and this on, is why on YouTube, if you're getting three hundred thousand, you're getting three hundred thousand views will get you a thousand bucks. Yeah. So you'll make three hundred thousand dollars per year on YouTube with the same amount of traffic. But the, the depending that, on your channel too, because like my channel compared to other channels is getting thirty times less than what channels are supposed to 30? be getting. Thirty. What you're saying? Or three. Ten to 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 you know sometimes thirty. Wow. Yeah. But I confirmed ten. Well, I so, think that might minimum. be an ethics violation is just a special thing. Like, we should not be playing favorites about ad, uh, who gets more money. That's like social justice crap. Well, YouTube that's, justifies that's it by saying this channel is a little bit too spicy and not advertiser friendly. This channel is advertiser I, friendly. My and art, that's how they kind of justify it. My counter to that is let the advertisers Even, speak yeah. for themselves. I, I exactly. Let the advertisers have, speak. Even though there's not a big difference between the two content, YouTube still deems like, hey, this is not good. This is good. This is what we like. Uh, after we just got done bad-mouthing networks and saying how unfeasible all of this is for the past hour and a half, I got to say <laughs> that our boys, Dave Smith and Louis J. Gomez, uh, Gas Digital, they have signed Tower Gang to Gas Digital. I just wanted to shout out, Louis, you're like a brother to me. Thank you so much for bringing us yeah, on board. call him Louis uh, the Peach. Your, con- your contract looks a little bit like that, and I'd like you to work on it. But other than that, we appreciate you uh, putting your love and faith in what? us. Tell me so, about Gas Digital real quick. Gas Digital is basically a, largely a comedy platform, and <coughs> Tower Gang being our more comedy, deranged, lunatic outlet, we knew we weren't long for YouTube, so we had to find a platform that would take care of us in terms of just allowing us to you know, say insane humor <laughs> wherever it leads us, and Gas Digital is uncensored. So. GasDigitalNetwork.com? Yep, you got it. So, you know, right. thinking about the Daily Wire, for instance, because they've signed a whole bunch of people. You know, they, right. they, they keep adding new, new talent. My, my view when I look at this stuff is I, I, maybe it's just me. I personally cannot relate to the, to the desire wholly to sign a deal with another company and have them take everything over. To be fair, I completely, you know, understand the thought of like, man, imagine if you could make the same amount of money and then you didn't have to think about any of the business end stuff and you can just do your show and then mind your own business but I've I've been down that you know that rabbit hole. I know where that goes. Well, it's it's that, but it's also the success and the resources that you now have at your disposal that so few creators have. You know, especially if you're starting out early on, you're trying to make ends meet. So if you have a network that comes to you and they say, "I see talent here," I'm going to guarantee you a living wage, as Bernie Sanders might say. Um, they're going to jump at it. You know what's really funny it's, is uh, seeing this story from Crowder. This is the identical story to the record label stories 20, I was, 30 years I ago. I was just thinking that. Yeah. yeah. But I also kind of uh, see it as, uh, I think it's a Benjamin Franklin quote where he says, uh, don't trade uh, liberty for uh, security. You'll get neither. This is kind of what's going on here. True. And it, I mean, we did it with COVID. They, we do it all the time. There, there's a, there, there are people who only want to make music and they're never going to monetize that music. And you got to find somebody who can. But you know what I think? My view of this whole thing is like, dude, if you're a personality of any size, hire a manager. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm talking about an employee yeah. who works for you, and they do what you tell them to do, or they're fired. Don't sign a contract with another guy that makes you the employee yeah. or the quote unquote contractor. Well, the, the, the only reason I consider gas is because, you know, as I've already explained, I am financially free. I didn't need to go that route, but I don't want to create a network and a platform that allows for decentered, de- or uncensored conversation. Um, that's just. It's such a huge swing. Also, his network is filled with the, the most hardcore, insane comics on earth. I wanted to be in that world because I'm not a comedian. So it just it made a perfect perfect fit for us. But at the end of the day, you're absolutely right. If you can, if you have the willpower and the and the work ethic, it will benefit and behoove you to go that route. I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly 
why Tim Cass is independent. Because like I said, we've talked with The Blaze. We've talked with Rumble. We've talked with uh, The Daily Wire. We've talked with a bunch of companies. And I'm uh, friends with all of them. Don't, don't agree with them on, on everything, of course. Uh, I, nobody owes me anything. You know, I'm not going to come out and be like, oh, this company came and offered me this. I'm like, well, they didn't owe me anything. You know what I mean? But uh, here's the problem. If I sign a deal with one of these companies, what if I want to get a billboard on Sunset Strip that says Liz Cheney's a fat pig? That'd be awesome. And, and they're going to tell me no. They're going to be <laughs> like, you got to understand. And I'm going to be like, I don't understand anything, dude. I work for myself. I can take out a 95-foot-tall billboard in Times Square with my rooster on it. I work for you. I got to go through your legal team. Right. And they're going to tell me no. And that's just not worth it. Especially if one of the goals of your company is impact investment, like you said earlier, like changing the world. That's a lot of corporations are just profit, profit, profit. If it's not profitable, it's not happening. And you got to watch out for that. I can imagine Chicken City is very profitable these days, right, Tim? Well, the- it, 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 it was initially. I mean, the eggs. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Dude. They're like a you buck a piece. They're worth it, dude. <laughs> Organic <laughs> chicken eggs. Yo, I told you guys. <laughs> I gave some to my personal trainer. How many like, chickens? I'm so happy. Thank you so much. I bet we crack those and drink on that process. I've been hodling eggs for like two years. Moonshot, baby. Oh. Let, me, let, me, let me tell you guys. I'll, I'll tell you guys some stuff. I think there's been two instances where I've reached out to YouTube before a show to give them a, give them a warning and ask for their perspective. Uh, one was Alex Jones. That one's obvious. I can't remember the other one. But I emailed like, heads up, Alex Jones will be coming on the show. It was the mm. first time. Interesting. And, uh, and they said, there's no issues, nothing on our end for us to, to note, note on. I said, okay, well, you know, fair warning, it's happening. Then they gave us a strike. And I immediately contacted them and said, for what reason? They gave us a BS reason. I said, BS, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. They said, we don't care. I said, how about the portion you're, you can test? We just snip from the show and everything's fine. And they said, no. And then I'm like, you're playing dirty games, man. So you know what I did? I called up Michael Malice and Alex Jones and said, when's the soonest you can come back on the show? We're doing it again. Hell yeah. You sign a deal with one of these companies, you can't do that. Right. Like, I'm not an unreasonable guy, but I'm not a fan of censorship. I know that YouTube is trying to run a business. I don't trust them. I think they're an ESG, an ESG company. But I also know that when you want to win a battle, you win first, you know, Sun Tzu, you win first, then you go to war. Ambushing YouTube, it's just like, when they tell me in, yeah, on paper, you're good, that's, that's legal weaponry. Mm-hmm. I can then be like, we had, we, they were, you know, they said to me, I abided by the terms, it gives me legal grounds. Well, this is why they won't even tell me why they struck me. And because it's also why they, they don't, don't give want us that. strikes. They don't want that to be in writing. They don't want to give me a timestamp because then I can actually counter it and say, well, is this dangerous conspiracy theorizing? Yes. And it's also, I think, there's a, there's a couple of reasons. You know, Matt Gates asked us on Friday, how come we're still here? And I'm like, you know, I got a variety of reasons. One of them is I think YouTube, for one, they're probably watching. I know a bunch of the employees watch all the time. Sure. We, we consistently have the, the most viewed live show for the night in this time slot and in general. But they also, I think, know that my communications with them have set, a, set legal groundwork not too dis- dissimilar to Alex Berenson, mm. where if I reach out and say, Alex Jones is coming on the show, here's what we're going to do. Give me your advisement. Right. And they say, you're good. No advisement. He's allowed to talk. And then they give me BS that puts them in an interesting legal legal position. Of where, course. What people need to understand about these deals with, with YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, don't think of it as you signed up for a website. Think of it like you sat down with Susan Wojcicki or whatever her name is and said, let's do a business deal. I will make a show. You distribute that show. Sell the ads on it and we'll split the revenue. Most goes to me. And she said yes. Mm-hmm. If she breaches that contract and makes up a reason for it, you can sue for breach of contract. And Alex Berenson did, and he won. Mm-hmm. 
So that that gives you leverage. I also think the size of the show gives us leverage too. To be honest, oh, you think? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You have you have the ability to actually reach someone and get an answer. I've appealed multiple times on both of these strikes. They give me nothing. I know there's one based YouTube employee out there watching <laughs> right now. I need you to help me, people. I don't Please think so. look after Liberty Lockdown. Undo the strike. Have, you might have to sue. I and honestly. I will if I have to, but I don't want to go that path. I'm not I'm not in this for war. I really I'm not. I'm a peaceful person at the end of the day. But if you bring it to my doorstep, yeah, I'll engage. There's and the thing this, where- this is the this is the challenge, man. The, the the no one ever said it was gonna be easy. True. And so for people who are listening, I'll tell you this, without naming the individuals who I have been in communication with people who are making challenges against YouTube. And I'll leave it at that. There's a lot more to the story. Of course. But let's just say, you know, I'm not sitting on my hands as YouTube does these censorious things. Thank you. Lot, people message me all the time and they're like, can you email them and tell them? And I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah. Because I've done it before. And they, they respond with, don't waste our time, basically. <laughs> yeah, so. Incredible. Some of these terms where they're like, we can ban anyone at any time for any reason is really disturbing. We had that at Minds and we were like, we, I don't feel right putting this in the terms. Like, well, we kind of have to. Plus they changed the terms without you even like uh, agreeing to That's a problem too. I think those term changes should have to go to Congress. Any big social media network that wants to change the terms of service should send that to Congress. There should be a bill or something on the floor where they have to at least acknowledge it and read it. This is is a good point because we didn't, did we used to have, I guess I, I don't know, I'm assuming no, did we used to have mass contracts like this? Like imagine it's 1950 and a company says everybody, you know, oh, you want, you want to come into my building? Everybody sign this contract, giving me the rights over your likeness and distribution. I'm sure there were like, there's waivers for admittance into buildings and stuff that have existed, but we're talking now in the scale of 300 million, a billion people who've mass signed a contract. What happens when Facebook says we've updated our terms? How is sending me an email that goes to spam do notification? I disagree. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it's haven't, all- haven't just signed it, but haven't read it. Most of the people haven't read it because it's too long. It's, it's too general. People aren't lawyers. So that, that's something that does need to get dealt with. And them changing it halfway when you're invested <coughs> in the company, when you, when you put your entire life, your entire livelihood on a business model, and they just come along and say, now we're going to change the business model retroactively for no reason because we want to. Right. That's, yeah, e- that's it, just evil. It should be. They should send you the full terms when they change, make changes. Every, every change should be highlighted. And then on the right side of the page, you see all of the granular changes listed one well, after the right. other. And then you click it and it links you right to the spot in the terms where it happened. That, right. That'd be amazing. But the, the other thing that really bothers me about this is like, yes, the terms of service are is a constantly moving window. But also, I mean, you first off, you can cap that at like, say, 400 words or something so that people could actually read it. That'd be nice. Um, but the, the thing that really concerns me most about this misinformation, disinformation clause that they include in there is that ultimately, many like I've had Dr. Joseph uh, Latipo, the Surgeon General of Florida. I've had on Dr. Robert Malone. I've had on all of these people who have been either deplatformed, censored, had smack talked about them everywhere over the past three years. Much of the information that they were trying to convey, in hindsight turns out to be pretty darn accurate but hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In that period, if you were to have some of those people on your YouTube, YouTube channel, you would have been struck. I mean, it's, it's, 
it's crazy the evolution of like wearing masks, the not wearing masks, then wearing of masks. Course. The guidelines all changed on YouTube. Yeah. The yeah. vaccine transmission stuff, like Sam Harris. Have you guys seen this clip oh, from Sam goodness. Harris going yeah, viral? This, this is this the episode dude, I got struck. For. He needs an intervention, this man. Yes. You know what I <laughs> yeah. think happened with, with Sam Harris is that he was so scared to be outside of the liberal mainstream line. Facts. And with the intellectual dark web stuff, and when he was with Bill Maher talking about Islam, it was still within liberal the liberal tribe mm -hmm. to say the things he was saying, but he was edgy. Mm -hmm. Then when it came to the lockdowns and the, and the mandates and all that stuff, you could not deviate. And no. so he stayed with it. And now the information's changed and he cannot <laughs> come out and apologize. He has to just keep doubling down. The man needs an intervention. It's, yeah, if he, he sat down with Jordan Peterson and Brett Weinstein and he said, look, guys, I was wrong about so much of this and I was hot-headed. Will you ever forgive me? I hope they would say yes because I would. I would say, Sam, welcome back. Let's get back to the conversation. <laughs> that's See, that's the thing. You think? I've, I've made this pitch many times. I just want you to deal in reality. You guys have lived in your own delusions while also simultaneously classifying me as some vector for you know death uh, and and a misinformation agent and all these other things. Look, I don't even I don't even care. We bygones be, be be bygones. However, you have to face reality, and it'd be nice if you would have just say, you know what, I overreacted as as opposed to Sam Harris, which by the way I have an episode coming out tonight right after this ends called Sam Harris has lost his mind because uh, he has. If if he he can't deal with the fact that he was so catastrophically wrong on on something, and he's a person that values his rationality at the highest level. This is why he thinks of religious people as being such rubes, right? Because he's so rational, and God is not a rational thing because it requires faith. But he is so deeply irrational, and he is so clearly following down a religious line of thinking when it comes to the COVID hysteria, and he can't come to terms with it. And it's tragic, honestly. Do you, do you think we should be uh, like carving out a path, path of redemption for someone like Sam Harrison? I'd even oh, yeah. go as far as to say, uh, and this is, like I guess, cold-hearted, but even like Jordan Peterson, like he said, I feel like we've like these these people have been very important, especially in the lives of young men, and they've kind of led them down a path, like uh, Jordan Peterson with the the vac vaccines and some of the other things he said. And I'm just kind of like, <coughs> I'm not ready to discard you, but I'm ready. I, I've been ignoring you for a while. I just don't know what to do with these with, with some we of gotta, these people. There's got to be a path of redemption. Otherwise, people will just go the other direction. But how if about you, if you don't say "come to me," they'll walk away from you. Sam, you think, Sam doesn't want redemption. Do you think that there's more people yeah. coming up though? Like there's more perspective. Uh, there's, there's more prospects in in our horizon that probably have something to say. Maybe maybe better or maybe equal to what these guys have said. Let me let me put it this way: You're on a battlefield, and you got red on one side, blue on the other. Let's let's say green and yellow. We don't want to make it red and blue. Uh -huh. <laughs> and you're on the green side, and a yellow dude with his hands up drops his weapon and starts walking towards you and he's in, or waving a white flag. What do you say? Do you shoot him? Do you like, do you, no, 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 no. You say, bring him in. Sure. Do you give him access to your secret documents? No. no. <laughs> but you say, yes. thank you right. for coming over. Perhaps I worded it uh, incorrect. Not, not that there shouldn't be a path for redemption, but obviously we're like, okay, you know, you kind of messed up here, uh, Jordan, which I named my whole brand after you because I, he was, you know, I looked up to the guy. Um, but he some is of the, the top things, lobster. Top lobster. Top yeah. lobster. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, some of the things I think he's said and done are almost unforgivable, especially in this landscape. And it, 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 it's tough to be correct all the time. 
But I don't know. We got guys like Dave See, Smith who are pretty correct. I, I try to correct your wrongs. I mean, I think Ben Shapiro should thing. have done that. I think Jordan Peterson should have done that. They oh all promoted yes. the, the the product, the the you know the shot. And, and we need a bigger conversation here. So if we're going to hold Sam Harris critical of it, like we got to hold other there's, people. There's, on there's, 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 so if, if you if look, it's it's really simple. We want as many people to you like. Let, let's let's say you got ten people over here saying you know balk, and you got ten people over saying bark. You want as many people as possible saying bark. I don't care if it said buck 10, 10, 10 <laughs> minutes ago. Come over here and you know say the thing that works for us. But we do got to go to super chats because I don't want to. I don't want to go too long. Sure. But I'm just, I'm just saying like you have to, even if you, if it pains you, it's how you win. Oh, I but, believe I believe there's always a path to redemption, but do they want it? And I think Jordan Peterson probably does. Sam Harris not so much. We're we're going to super chats, but I want to I want to add one thing that at, uh, and I'll tell you what we're doing. Look, we've got a bunch of shows we're making and they make some money and we want them to be successful on their own and we want to cultivate talent and personalities because the idea ultimately is it's a very simple mathematic formula. Why do I want to build everything in West Virginia? Because there's good people in West Virginia's MAGA country. If these people in West Virginia who live in MAGA country, who believe in individual liberty, freedom, and fly the Gadsden flag, had access to more money, they would invest in more products. They would invest in businesses that support their values. They would build businesses that support these values. So when you guys give money to Timcast, and we open a coffee shop in West Virginia, and we hire people in West Virginia, and we build industry in West Virginia, it is MAGA country that sees their revenues increasing. And if I get $1, and I hand that dollar to Jim Bob, Jim Bob gets that dollar. Of course, the government's mm-hmm. taking their cut every step of the way, of which course. is, you know, we don't, we're not fans of. But then Jim Bob has that dollar and he says, okay, now I can give it to, to Mary Sue. Mary Sue gets that dollar and now she says, now I can buy the thing I need. It starts building up the economy and the resources of individuals with better ideas. That's trickle down. That, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's like, oh, I've got money. I'm, I'm saying it spreads out and ripples, empowering people with better ideas. That's the whole point. So we're launching this coffee company very, very soon. And uh, get after it. Yeah, we're going to do coffee shops, physical locations. We're going to create, uh, we're going to do subscription base. So you can sign up to auto- automatically get your bag of coffee weekly, bi weekly, or however much you want. You can just be like, set it up. That's the best way to do it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I, I really don't want to say this just yet because it may be unfair. And, um, but, I, but I've sent out the message. I'm really hoping that with our, our coffee company, and, and we're selling these subscription coffee companies. I'm really hoping that Kyle Rittenhouse is willing to, to, to work with us in some capacity, you know, maybe maybe wear our shirt or something like that. Because we're, we're big fans. <sighs> Shots know, we, fired, Black Rifle. We, we, we believe in, in, in liberty and justice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm definitely willing to support this young man. But I'll, I'll tell you why I'm saying it. One, the one reason I didn't want to say it is because it's his business. It's his life. And there's a controversy around that. But I had a conversation with this kid. And what does he do? You know what I mean? What can he do? And so when I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking like, man, I feel bad for this kid because how could he be a nurse? You know, he walks into a, he walks, the, the, the left is attacking him. He walks into a room with a guy who's injured and like, here's your nurse caught written out. That's something he told that was, me. Yeah, that was there when he told you that it was funny. And I'm like, wow, like they really destroyed this kid's life. Yeah, dude. It's and I'm crazy. like, okay, maybe there's an opportunity there. Maybe, maybe there's some, in some way he can work with our coffee company because yeah. we're, we're willing to, you know, we believe in him. But uh, let's read Super Chats. Let's read because we're going late. I just want to say, if you do franchise your coffee company let us let us know florida florida timcast coffee florida is also mega coffee. Well, it's T- Tower Gang, coffee whatever, whatever it's called you know hot, yeah yeah hot coffee is that in a brand yet no, probably. i gotta, I gotta start my own h-a-w-t yeah. i'm thinking the idea hot is coffee. to have like a, a like a some kind of private club component to it yeah man. where it's like you pay a monthly you know like 
We've talked about doing a, a legitimate social club, 501c7, where it's like five grand a year. But maybe it's just like 10 bucks a month and you can go hang out in Ian's Crystal Cove, you know? And then we make like a little hangout space where people can have coffee or something. Dude, I'm going to meditate in. in that cove. Let's I'm going to charge the crystals. Yeah. We, we got we to gotta read the super chats and I'll just say, yeah, we didn't talk about anything but the Steven Crowder and the media landscape. That's love. Yeah. Because like, I don't know, I just, it's 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 so important. It's so important, man. I thought it was a great conversation anyways. Dabber McStash says, hey Tim, hope you're feeling better now. Missed you today. Wasn't the same. P.S. The late Mima's throat remedy, hot water, honey, lemon juice, and ground clove, gargle and spit, don't swallow, should help. And then yep. you gotta not eat. That's <laughs> I've done big, everything. The big challenge is don't eat anything. There's one actual remedy. There's one literal remedy. And it's NSAIDs. That's it. Non steroidal anti inflammatories. Mm-hmm. Ibuprofen, naproxen, mm-hmm. or if you can afford it, Toradol, but you'll need a medical practitioner, I think, for Toradol. Yeah. Um, losing your voice is caused by inflammation in the throat. NSAIDs reduce the inflammation, allowing you to speak. I think they do cortisol injections for celebrity singers who have to do a show yeah. and they lose their voice and then you get your voice back. But it's really, really good to do. Dip your hands in some aloe and then stick it down your throat and rub it around on the vocal cords. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a little probably, invasive, but it you'll works. You'll gag and you'll throw up. No, no, you just you override your gag reflex. I've been training for this my whole life. <laughs> Steven says Tim needs to rest his voice. I'm not paying 10 bucks a month for him to destroy himself. Yeah, you know. That's a great. Thank you for saying that. It, it is yeah, a good that, point. That's kind yeah. of what happened to Jordan Peterson, man. He he overworked himself and then True. ended up in rehab. Just stay off the no painkillers. Well, he he took a lot of drugs. Yes, yeah. big yeah. pharma drugs that he should have been critical of. Yesterday, so. I yes. took four ibuprofen. So that's could, how it starts. Too. I could work in the Take morning. <laughs> After about an hour and a half, my voice worked enough, but it was still rough. Sure. And then by like five, I was blah, 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 yeah. took some more and was able to do the nightly show, but it was still kind of rough. This morning, at my limit. If if you take too much. Your, your stomach stops producing the mucus lining and you get ulcers right. and before, it starts hurting. Before the show started, Tim said, uh, you know what? There's a lot of guys here, so you guys kind of <laughs> take the conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he had a lot to say. But but yeah. The Crowder thing is too is too big, especially like, this yeah, I'm sorry. Fight. This is the fight, though. Like The platforming issues that we're dealing with, the censorship, we didn't even mention the Twitter leaks and how we have now hard evidence that you have the FBI, CIA, all these people that are involved in setting the terms of service. I mean, this is a really important conversation. So I've been I working on the charity for this technology that can help Stephen for two years. That, I, we're, still, we're still in filing, but I mean, this is serendipitous. It takes like two years. That was the There's idea. a reason we started it in the beginning. Sure. Creating an easy way that anyone can spin up their own membership website. Oh, that's beautiful. So that nice. there's no more network. There's no more, I get 5%. There's no more. I get twenty percent, and it creates gone. a network of all the people that are using the software. So, like, right. oh, that's really cool. Yep, and then, so that way you create a network where no one can be banned, where nobody is has a boss over them, but you can still discover content. Incredible. But let's uh, let's read more. Cosmic Surgeon says, Tim, please name names. Someone has to be the one to stop protecting these people. Truth is an absolute defensive libel. I will tell you, uh, I know I know a whole lot about what's going on, but not naming names. It's because. I don't. I don't see bad guys in this story. No, like I don't think so. you got, you know, two guys are fighting over who owns a piece of land. One guy says, "My grandfather is the one who came and cleared the bush out of here and made it livable." And then this dude came in and lived here. And he goes, "What do you mean? He cleared some bush, but there were wolves all over the place. It was my dad who came in and got rid of the wolves." And now they're arguing over who owns the land. And I'm like, "These guys aren't evil people. They're making. They're staking. They're staking their claim, and we're trying to adjudicate fairly." Who really is the person who's in the right? Who's really in the wrong? Crowder thinks these contracts are bad. I agree. But I don't think the company that's offered them up is doing it because they're evil. I think they're doing it because they're looking at their terms and being like, yo, if this guy gets a strike, we lose all this money. We're, yeah. we're screwed. 
and it's a highly competitive space. Yeah, and even with me getting screwed over, uh, at the end of the day, they have their own different side and version of their story, but I'm happy that it happened, and I'm grateful for it now. Right. Jason Dixon says, Tim, I'm a, I'm a member for two years, six months, and 23 days. I will move my $10 to TimCast website and drop YouTube. Thoughts? Absolutely. Uh, you are you are much better off. This is, So here's, here's, here's the way it works for us, because I just tell you guys. YouTube's got rules. We break them, we get shut down. So what do we do? We talk about what we can here, and then we say the speakeasies round back. <laughs> Timcast.com, uncensored, become a member, and there's a big library of all the uncensored conversations. Mm-hmm. For the most part, our opinions don't really, we're not like masking our opinions. We just, we, we avoid saying things in certain ways, like swearing, right. we swear a lot on the members only. <laughs> but like certain subjects just get put there right. for safety reasons. There's an option because a lot of people are like have balls and just say it on YouTube. It's like oh, then we cease to exist. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like right now. If we're on YouTube, the central battlefield, and we've got a bridge leading to the speakeasy where people can talk, it's keep, better than just got, nuking. You got to keep that bridge open, man. Yeah, right. it sucks. Yeah. You know? Well, as long as you can, at least. Yeah, yeah, but become a member at TimCast.com uh, or not. Look, man, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of people who, you know, every day I see people saying stuff like. Just discouraging things. You know, you, you shouldn't be doing this. You should shut down. You know, Tim Pool only cares about money. Tim Pool only cares about fame. And it's those, those are the kind of people that make me feel like, you know, maybe I should not be trying to fight for these people. And then, and then I'm like, but I always know those are not real fans. Those are not real fighters. Those are the people trying to trick you. Facts. That's the devil on your shoulder True. telling yeah. you they have your best interests at heart, yeah. but they're really trying to sabotage everything. Yeah. That- that's the Jordan Peterson uh, where he gets it right. There's the people that have you know just gone too far down the black black pilled path. Did mm-hmm. they start lashing out? Yeah. yeah. This is a really important one from Noah Sanders. He says, "Wait, didn't y'all have Steve Hilton from Fox on as a guest? How'd y'all swing getting him in? If Fox has y'all blacklisted, keep up the great work." We talked to him about this actually, and he was like, afterwards, he was like, "We, we were like, how, do, how how did they allow you to come on?" He's like, "What do you mean?" And we were like, <laughs> "Fox guests can't come on this show." And he goes, "I didn't tell him." <laughs> He's like, I didn't read my contract. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I'm in trouble. Nobody reads we were like, oh. Yeah. Fareed Mahood says, let me guess, Daily Wire trying to shaft Crowder have helped people in the past get signed with, with DW and their contracts are just as bad as the rest of media. I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm actually surprised Crowder came out and, and complained about the contract because, you know, most people would just be like, if you if like when when they offered me a deal, I didn't go public and just be like you know here's what I'm being offered from these different companies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, if you come to me and say you'll give me ten bucks to quit the show and go work at McDonald's, I'll say no. Right. But you don't. I, I don't owe you anything. You don't owe me anything. I'm not going to come out and be like, how dare you? I. But I think what Crowder did, why I, why I think it was good, is because we've got to change this landscape. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, it, it is tough because I I do wonder. Would the personalities at Daily Wire exist in this capacity without the Daily Wire? You know what I mean? Well, Jordan so like, Peterson it's, would. It's like the. But would he though? He's doing a lot more stuff now that he's with the Daily Wire than he was before. Well, I think that's also because he's just finally getting his mind right. It's kind of like the story of, a, like, I guess the founding of this nation. So, like, if, if this nation didn't accrue a ton of debt in order to, like, like to recover from the, the Revolutionary War, would we be where we are at now? Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. So it's kind of like, you know, would the Daily Wire have that many, you know, content creators? If they didn't do that, it's hard to yeah. say. 
Farid says, Tim, quote, I don't care about money and want to help people. Pool, not going to lie. You're sounding like SBF with FTX. I'm also sounding a whole lot like Disney. I'm sounding a whole lot like Netflix and NASCAR and any other ESG company that's like, we have to put diversity, equity, inclusion at the core of our business because the stakeholders matter and profit isn't everything. Me, I completely agree. We got to put the Gadsden flag on all our properties and Molan Labe because the values are, are what matters and the right. money is secondary. If we can afford to eat and we can afford to expand, then afterwards we invest in making this country a better place, mm-hmm. period. Because you know what? If you don't, don't put that money. I'll, put, I'll make it simple for everybody. I am investing my money in America. If I don't, I will own nothing and be very unhappy. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Klaus. That's right. So these people who are like, you know, I'll just make the money and then go disappear. I'm like, you're not going to have money in five years, bro. Well, if you do, it ain't going to buy much. I bought Tesla stock recently because California, Oregon, and Washington are banning gas cars. You know, and and a lot of people talk about the the fear of electric cars and the centralization and control. I'm like, yeah, it's the smart grid. Not necessarily the electric grid. Electric grid, it's a component for sure. They can mm. turn off your power, and then what do you do? I'll build a solar device. I'll figure it out. All right. Ghost Crusaders, Tim, you know the smear merchants are going to write hit piece after hit piece on you even harder now that you revealed how much you make annually. Yeah, I gave a general estimate. The funny thing is on my Wikipedia page, like it includes an estimate of our monthly income. And I'm just like, that's so weird. Hmm. It's so so weird they would do that. The Daily Beast wrote a hit piece and they included a fake number about our revenue. And I was like, why? I, I talked to them. I was like, that's not that's not a real number. Like, why are you including it? And they're like, well, we heard. And I'm like, <laughs> about a year and a half ago, I got doxxed and someone had like Googled my name and discovered my old company name. And online, they found that I had six employees, which I didn't, and that I was only grossing or netting, I forget, 50 grand a year. <laughs> And they posted that to try and like demonstrate that I was I was a fraud, as opposed to just realizing that this information is completely nonsense. I had six employees and I was I was grossing fifty grand a year. Do you understand how criminal that would be? Jeez, man, so, You're like a robber baron, dude. That's yeah, exactly, crazy, exactly. man. Well, this is this is a good one. Uh, Justin Sordal says my mug club sub was a hundred dollars annually. If half of Crowder's subs paid, that's three hundred million dollars annually. Two hundred million for three years is trash. It's not about the money. You're right, except three million people will never subscribe. Crowder can get, you know, uh, he's got, I think on this video, since it went up, let's say 300,000 views. I guarantee not 99%. Like, of, of those people who watched because of the subject matter of the video, I'd say 2% maybe signed up. Yeah. Mug club? In merchandising, Two? it's about a 3% retention rate when people like view your product. So it's probably way less for this. Oh, it's definitely less. I yeah. mean, look, we if, if we've got 1.4 million subs on this channel, holy crap, if 700,000 people were paying 10 bucks a month, we would be doing a lot more than we are. We'd, I, I, would, I would build a small city. And that, <laughs> no, no joke. This is the crazy thing. Like we're building this new building. The new building we're putting up is 40, foot, uh, 40 feet tall in the middle, 25-foot walls with a studio built inside, and the whole thing's going to cost around half a million dollars. And then we got to do the skate components and the entertainment stuff. It's going to be another couple hundred thousand dollars. Dude, if we had half of our viewers, because we get a collective like 60 million hits per month. That would be 84 million annually. If we had, but we get, uh, like on this video right now, there's 39,000 people currently watching. It peaked at like 45. If every one of these people signed up, Wow. But they don't. They don't have to. I'm not telling you you have to. I'm just saying, like, the conversion rate ain't there. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's not. Like, man, 
I know, you know, if 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 ten percent of uh, if if we had one hundred forty thousand people giving us ten bucks a month, could you imagine if ten percent? Well, see, this is where I think the network play actually works because, like on Gas Digital, you have twelve different programs that once you pay, you get all of this uncensored content. Whereas if you're one creator. Well, you just don't have enough content to offer to like really justify that expenditure. So that's where I think the network play does make sense for the the person to subscribe. If you're if if you're a channel with like 100,000 subs and someone comes to you and says, "We got 10 channels each with 100,000 subs and we're creating a network and we're going to sell it for 10 bucks a month and we'll pay you $100,000 a year." Right? It might make mm-hmm. it might be worth it to you. I know a lot of people are signing deals with Rumble because Rumble's like we're going to give you money and yeah. they're like, "Wow, I can pay my bills now." Yeah, oh, I Kim, know that's great. Kim yeah. Iverson actually, bless her heart, we become friends over the past year. I was just on her new Rumble exclusive show, and I told her after my second strike, I was like, "Look, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know you got the exclusive deal with Rumble. Can you help Liberty Lockdown become a Rumble exclusive?" And she said she's going to ask. So let's see. I mean, like it's tragic that this is the game that we're in, where we're just constantly ducking and dodging and trying to get uh, different platforms to to keep us alive, but. Yeah, the nature of the beast. I thought that you were supposed to be vocal about what you believed. That was what I thought growing up. So well, that's what I did in 2006, and I haven't stopped really, except for you, the censors. I'm trying to be kind. You uh, naive little guy. You. I'm going to read a regular chat. <laughs> trying to tell the truth. I got a regular chat that needs to be read. Uh, what is this? Uh, Lulz Sanchez says, I pay for Mug Club only for Crowder. Pretty sure Mug Club was just a Blaze membership. Am I wrong about that? I really don't know. So, like... I thought it, like, originated from... I guess changed my mind things, uh, but I'm not really sure. I don't know. I don't know exactly, but I thought when Crowder was with the Blaze, if you signed up for Mug Club, you were signing up for the Blaze. Like otherwise, I don't understand how that would make sense. I thought it began with, when it was just him as a solo operator, but maybe it was always part of the Blaze. Well, I really don't know. Didn't like Ben Shapiro before the Daily Wire was like a huge operation? He had the like the liberal mugs, liberal tier mugs. Like what was that? Liberal they, tiers. I've seen that. Yeah, did people just sign up and they got a mug? Like what? What else did they get? I, I don't. I don't really know. The oh, details. so did Daily Wire gain control of Shapiro's merch when he when they kind of formed all the merch that he'd built pre Wire? Well, what was he offering like back before there was this whole Daily Wire Incorporated thing? A lot of I don't know. A yeah. lot of questions. I know he and Jeremy kind of created the thing together with a third guy, Caleb, I believe is his name. I don't right. know Caleb. Yamabushi Nate says, "Tim, no offense, but on your comment on your crew, I really like Luke and Serge and Ian. It makes the show for me." Well, I'll, I'll clarify. You're not saying anything bad about them. It's so weird that people are hearing well, that. Well, right. you know, just to add context, for, for one, Luke has never worked here because Luke owns his own media company. So he's his own dude, like his own company of profits. Um, but as for what I was saying is, Tim Castile couldn't exist without the employees who work for the show. But if I didn't do this show, I would still be well off doing just Tim Cast News and Tim Cast. And it's like the amount of... the. It's, it's, it's a diminishing return. Yeah. The amount of money I make from working, like if, if, if I only worked one hour, the bulk of my money would come in. I had a second hour, I make less, and I had a third hour, even less. And so like the 16th hour of work I do brings in very little money. Yes, exactly. I bet though, because it's all subscription, or a lot of it's subscription based, you're almost at the point where you could work seven to 11 every day, just do this show, and you still make the same amount of subscriptions. I mean, IRL drives almost all the subscriptions. 
Like I, I think the overwhelming majority of memberships for TimCast.com is just this show. Well, a perfect example. I ran a mortgage company. I made a half a million dollars a year working by myself, and I just subbed out all of the work for loan docs and title and everything else. I could have brought in employees because I was a broker. They could have worked under me. I could have made points off of them. They could have all made a good living of one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars a year. I would have increased my annual net revenue probably <coughs> fifty to one hundred thousand dollars per employee I bought on, brought on, but. My quality of life would have been so catastrophically diminished, I opted not to. That doesn't mean that those people aren't valuable. That means that I am making a different decision for myself. That doesn't mean that I, I despise or think that those people are worthless. I'm just making a different choice. Tim went the other route, and he's now growing a real you know, powerful thing. And I, like a real, <laughs> a real network enterprise here. And I just didn't, I'm just, I don't have that in me. I don't want to go that route. There's a lot of work. I probably you know, would do it today, though, because now I understand how dire things are. But back when I was doing that, it didn't seem like we were so close to the precipice. The, the, the first couple of years when we launched this, I was working with no days off. So I would do mon uh, Sunday to Sunday, you know, Monday to Sunday, the Tim Pool Morning Show, six segments between Timcast News and Timcast on YouTube and the podcast. And then Monday through Friday at, you know, 8 to 10, Timcast IRL. Mm -hmm. And then um, I think 2020... And, if, and I think in uh, uh, 2021 is when I stopped. New year of 2021, I stopped working weekends and I removed three segments. I brought those three segments back, but I'm still not working weekends. The issue was that I literally had no time to go to the bank. And I was like, okay, I'm doing a lot of content. It makes a lot of money. But if I don't go to the bank, here's the crazy thing too. Doing the podcast every day with no days off, put the Tim Pool Daily Show in like the top 30 podcasts in the world because it guaranteed me above everybody else because mm -hmm. people will stop, stop working. Once I stopped working, Tim Pool Daily Show fell completely off the, right. the charts and it's like 300 or something. Hmm. All right. A lot of people are saying we didn't watch the video Crowder put out. I, I watched the, the entire thing. Chase said, Tim, it's not about the money in Steven's contract. It's about the mechanisms to control his speech. Y'all are missing the point. Steven is saying that big conservative is watering down the message of its creators through the deals. I think he misunderstands. I think the contract was bad but I think it was an issue of hammering out the details. I don't see these companies as evil. I see them as needing to exist, but I think these deals don't work this way anymore and the system can't survive this way anymore. I think what he was seeing was them saying, if you get a strike, we are gonna remove X from the guarantee because you can't make money for us. But I think the percentages they, they put were ridiculous. Yeah. Like that just clearly didn't work. And I... I don't I, like. All right. So here's the deal. I, I think that Crowder has a point. I think that there's also a bigger point about whether or not there is controlled opposition that exists in the conservative realm. And I don't think that Daily Wire or The Blaze or any of these people are necessarily in that category. Um, but I do think that it's interesting to if we could unwind the finances that go into these deals, you know, the, the actual like source funding that creates these networks and then understand why these contracts are being structured how they are, that would tell you perhaps whether or not this was actually a, a mechanism for trying to control a counter narrative position. Sure, yeah. YouTube is actually just Alphabet, the company. You can right. call it whatever you want. It's got a skin suit on that says the word <laughs> YouTube on it, but it's Alphabet. You're so right. like, who really is running the show? Exactly. All right. Pat Meadows says, if Tim Cast negotiates a contract with and with Crowder and gets him on board, I will triple my monthly membership payment to Timcast. Who's with me? <laughs> Let's take a poll. How many people would pay thirty bucks a month to see get a Tim Tim Pool? Steven if a million Crowder of network? you sign up 
tonight. I think it'll happen. I mean, no, Straight me, up, if twenty bucks a month is doable, I mean that could happen tomorrow, and no one would lose a thing. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me let me let me let me just you know I normally don't like to talk about private business, but let me tell you guys something. I I, I talked to Crowder periodically, and I did make him an offer. I did. Yeah. And you know what he said? He said no. Did he crap on your contract? You know what the contract <laughs> offer was? It was. I don't see how, how we could work with you in any kind of capacity like this. The conversation wasn't explicitly about what's going on with this. We were like having a conversation in general. And then I was like, you're way too big for us to like ever work with you in any kind of capacity like that. But here's, here's my offer. Uh, I know some guys who can build you your own website and we can probably like arrange a way that you can have your own independent thing. I can connect you with them. That was the deal. That was the offer. And he was like, well, I can probably find a company. I'll, you know, I'll figure something out. I was like, okay, cool, man. Like, good luck. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I told him, I was like, bro, like, we're doing our thing here. And I was like, you gotta, like, you gotta do your own thing, man. It's the only way we get through this. And, you know, and we, we've, we, we've, we, like, we've talked about a bunch of stuff just privately as, I guess, friends or whatever you call it. I, like, I, don't, I never hung out with him in person. But, uh, you know, we've talked about, like, a lot of political stuff. And I was, we were, we were talking generally, again, not about this. We were talking about, you know, something unrelated. And I mentioned, like, you know, in the culture war with Disney and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, people got to do their own thing, man. I was like, you got to do your own thing. And so my, 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 my whole point was like, the only way we win is when you have your own thing going. It, it just wouldn't make sense otherwise. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how anyone can sign deals with these big companies like this. It doesn't make sense. Well, given the nature of that particular contract, I understand why people don't. Yeah, my thing's just like, if you're as big as Crowder, like, you got to own your own thing. That's the only thing you can do. But yeah, I was talking to him and I was like, what's, your, what's the deal with their website? Like, you know, I know a guy, I can give his number. Good luck. <laughs> he needs help getting a website. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. Wix. It's, uh, he didn't. send you the web link. That, that's <laughs> the point. Like, he didn't need anything from me. Right. He's doing everything already. It's kind, of, right. kind of amazing. I, I'm, I'm willing to bet he, he starts pulling in like 10, 15 million per month. Oh, immediately. I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Crowder surpasses the Daily Wire in a few years. Wow, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. It really comes down to does he want to manage it? Because what they do at the Daily Wire is great. Is that the three of them, Ben, Jeremy, and as it Caleb? I should I want to make sure I get his name right. I don't know him personally. They run it. I mean, Ben actually is hands off. He's doing the Crowder role with Daily Wire. Jeremy's taking care of the business. Mm-hmm. So Crowder would need a guy like Jeremy to take care of the business. Thing is, Jeremy owns half the company or a third third of the company or something. Mm-hmm. So you give that up for that. Do you think that's that because of a uh, because of like the comedy role that Crowder Crowder plays? The, why why he would surpass the Daily Wire? Why, why do you think that? He's got. He's he's the he's like the biggest personality. Uh, yeah, but does that? I mean, how how does that exactly correlate? Is it is? I mean, the content is what I'm talking about. Why is his you look content? At, you look at what Crowder's doing right now. He's a culture warrior. Right. Is I don't think the Daily Wire are like to the same degree. Hmm. And the people subscribe to the Daily Wire for good content. I mean, Jordan Peterson's a good guy to watch. It's great. He's a culture warrior. Right. Ben Shapiro is to a certain degree, but. Ben Shapiro's not Stephen Crowder. Well, I think it's because of this is why we have the two platforms. And Tower Gang is for the comedic outlet. I think that you can reach people that you simply cannot reach if you don't go comedy route. You know, I'm, I'm really inspired by Black Rifle Coffee. Those guys are really awesome. Seriously. Because I know some stuff. I don't, I don't know what I can and can't say. But I've, I, I remember learning about the people they've signed deals with. And I was shocked to learn that high-profile mainstream athletes were signing with Black Rifle. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Because Black Rifle's staunchly pro-gun and conservative, and you got mainstream, top-tier action sports athletes signing deals with them. I'm like, wow. 
But why did they not get on board with defending Kyle Rittenhouse outright? The response to Kyle Rittenhouse was, we do not sponsor Kyle Rittenhouse and we will not sponsor Kyle Rittenhouse. They said, we do not profit off of tragedy and we, you know, we, we not, do not intend to be involved in this. And I'm just kind of like, that's weird to me. You're a guns rights company. You can't, you can't fail in that moment. No matter, no matter the media heat that comes, you cannot fail. And they did. They and, failed. My, and my attitude was like, if we started a coffee company, like we are, and one day Kyle Rittenhouse wore our shirt, my statement would explicitly be, we are honored that this young man was wearing the shirt of our company. Thank you, Kyle Rittenhouse. God bless. Promo code Kyle. Well, I mean, that's up to, <laughs> up to Kyle. But my point is just this. It's like, this is why I think... Steven Crowder will do better than the Daily Wire because Steven Crowder is the guy who will walk up into the face of the machine and say, F you, no. It's, yeah. it's challenging though because Crowder's like, it's like comparing a warrior to an armada of ships. Like each, mm-hmm. like Crowder's one ship in the armada that is the Daily Wire. And so, Ian, I just want to take this moment to say how much I love your brain. Thanks, homie. You just come with that analogy out of nowhere? Are you kidding me? I was thinking about it like 30 seconds this ago. This is genius stuff. <laughs> People are sleeping on Ian Crossland. It's my favorite cast member. No offense. A lot of people are saying FBRC. I'm like, I disagree, man. Like, Black Rifle Coffee is extremely important. Uh, I don't know which athletes I'm allowed to say have signed deals with them because I don't know which ones went public or not. But this is a tremendously positive thing in cultural takeover. Mm -hmm. And I get the game they're playing. I think they're, you know, the daily wire to our coffee. Our coffee company is going to be like, yeah, we're not going to screw around. We're not going to play dirty games. We're not going to be crazy a-holes or anything. We're just going to be like, if someone comes and we get like a, a, a journalist, they're going to be like, you, you know, you Kyle Rittenhouse is wearing your shirt. And I'd be like, that's cool. Yes, and? Uh, yeah, yes, and. A lot of people wear our shirts. We, we think Kyle Rittenhouse was unjustly, pro- well, unjustly prosecuted. I think it was a clear-cut case of self-defense. And we are glad to see that justice prevailed in this case. He was acquitted. Yeah, and then his day. life was also ruined by the media. So yeah. I don't respect any of your questioning. How about that? Yeah, like, I don't understand why, like, Black Rifle... No, I, I get it. I guess they're trying to go mainstream. They're trying to be more mainstream. Similar to sometimes when we adhere to the censors on YouTube, we'll end up... People will be like, why? Why don't you just say it? And you're like, well, we're, we're following the censorial rules that we don't necessarily agree with because we want to stay on YouTube. No, Maybe no, no, they no. thought they'd get blacklisted if they went bullish on Kyle And that's why I disagree. Like, yeah, that's more of an idealist, like, difference we, of ideals we, between you guys. We go in the members-only show, and we outright just talk about these subjects we don't say well now hold on you know right. like the daily wire does it does an important thing and i think crowder will be bigger than him because crowder is a, he, he's more trumpian in that regard I we're, we're, we, we're, we're 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 a bit over so sure we, we got to go to the members only but i could talk about this kind of stuff for a million years so uh all right well i'll read this last one alan hale says tim please puck that pluck that singular white hair from your beard it's bothering Oof. me wait there's <laughs> one right here where is it? I don't it's even right see it. Bottom right. The little, little, little more to the other side. Uh, yeah, don't right pluck there. it. Right You'll there. And then sell it. Sell <laughs> it on the website. <laughs> NFT it. Yeah, this NFT. was like, man, we have so much news to talk about. We didn't because like this is this is the the the, the how the sausage gets made. Yeah. Really, really important conversation. But let's talk more in the members only section about a lot of stuff. So head over to Timcast.com. Become a member to support our work directly. Let me read this one from John Bartholomew. He says, Black Rifle is not pro-gun, Tim. Research their statements, positions, and political donations. All right. Well, mark my words. We're launching a company. 
I don't know if I can say the name just yet because we're still designing everything. We've got the graphics ready to go. I think we're we're waiting on the bags to get printed and we've tested the blends out. I like a mean dark roast, but we also got a nice bright blend called Rise with Roberto Jr. Mm. And I, I, I could go either way. Um, we're not gonna hide. We, you know, look, the company's not gonna make political donations. I really don't understand why, why the company would donate to PAX. Mm-hmm. But um, if we do, we will give to uh, good guns rights organizations and politicians. Not that the company is a gun company or anything like that. But uh, I will say it like, if like I, I, I would be honored if we could have Kyle Rittenhouse in some capacity wear our shirt or do something like that. Oh, yeah. I got no, I like Black Rifle, Rifle Coffee, but we're going to be more aggressive in our culture warrior, warrior ring. Do you think that Black Rifle nailed kind of like when they were throwing the dildos at the wall on the Vice documentary? They're like, <laughs> if we can talk about transgenderism and racism, like they have rifles and coffee in their title, <laughs> so they brought. Are we missing but something? It had nothing well, to do with two A or anything. Yeah, what? Let's uh, let's let's we'll, we'll go to the members only show. Saw so, so smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your, uh, with your friends. This was really a lot of inside baseball, but I appreciate everybody sticking around and listening to this very esoteric episode. <laughs> Shout out to Steven Crowder. Um, I think it's really important to call out how this machine works as we start to change the shape of it. And um, I don't think there's any bad guys here. I just think it's a, it's an archaic machine that needs to change. And I think Crowder is going to take over the space. I really do. So I'm a big fan, and I'm really excited to see what happens. So uh, head over to TimCast.com, become a member. You can follow the show at TimCast.IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Tower Gang, guys, you want to shout anything out? Uh, just at Liberty Lockpot on Twitter. Got 65K of you over there. That's one of the platforms I'm not afraid of losing. Uh, please go subscribe to Liberty Lockdown on Rumble. And also Tower Gang on Rumble. And uh, last but not least, libertylockdown.locals.com. Also, very final note, Mises Caucus putting together a debate between Dave Smith and Destiny live in Tennessee. And right now, the B team, if you will, would be Clint Russell versus Bosch. And Bosch, the the gauntlet has been thrown. I challenge you, sir. When is that? That sounds awesome. He has not. Oh. When this is, is why I wanted to oh, take the opportunity chal- to throw it down the gun. Oh, okay. But you say it's already confirmed it's going to be Dave Smith and Destiny? Well, that's what the Mises Caucus is telling me they have. I love that. I've yes. been watching a lot of Destiny content. Yeah. Steve and I, and I just went back and I watched Vosh on here uh, against, who was it? I don't know. Great debate. Charlie Kirk. They're yeah. all yeah, yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about Charlie such Kirk important was stuff. very impressive. I did not expect Lobster it. Man? Oh, yes. Uh, you can follow me at Top Lobster with an A, uh, toplobster.com. Uh, go to podcastmerch.com and I also want to just shout out the people that I do work for like uh, Hotep Jesus, Majid Nawaz, uh, Josh Smith with Break the Cycle, No Way Jose, Liberty Lockdown, Reed Covered, all these Naturalist people. Capitalist and yes. and uh, yeah, shout out to, God, he's like a brother to me, you he's know like what I'm saying? Brother to us. Luis J. Gomez. And check out Tower Gang. Thank you guys. M- maybe with We Are Changed Soon. We'll talk. Anyway, <laughs> uh, my website is lukeuncensored.com. You made a very important point uh, to telling people to specifically vote with their dollar. I've been working my butt off for many years now building up lukeuncensored.com. I do a lot of videos on there, a lot of AMAs, a lot of giveaways, a lot of meetups, a lot of merchandise. You name it. We got it all. lukeuncensored.com. See you there. Lots of crazy news. They're bringing in all the prostitutes to Davos. Lots of craziness to talk about. Uh, we're going to get into that in this after show. I talked about it, too. So uh, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to see you guys. Always a pleasure to host a show for you guys out there listening. Thank you so much for coming and listening. Hit the like button on your way out if you haven't done that yet. And consider subscribing to TimCast.com. I think you did a poll yesterday. Only so 24% of the people watching had been subscribed. I was shocked. There's a lot. Yeah, actually. more, more. Let's get behind the scenes and see what's going on. I uh, love you. And you can follow me at iancrossland.net <laughs> if you want to. Catch you later. Hey, guys. Love you, too.
I uh, love the show. Uh, it's been great. Um, I don't feel any animosity towards Tim for hiring me and giving me a job <laughs> to be able to work here and do you, all these you things. You poor victim, you. Yeah, seriously. I mean, he brought me out of Hollywood. He brought me out of the, the belly of the beast, so to speak. Uh, I'm always grateful. I love this show. I like being, I've been a fan of the show since the beginning. I love this. I love this program. I love the platform. We're doing a good thing here. I left being in like this totally different world to be able to be here and do what I believe in. Like Tim said, it's an ideological company. You have to support the idea and what we're all standing behind here. So smash that like button, like uh, like Ian said, and uh, let's roll the after show. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, you know if we do get into more of the media stuff I'll, in the members show, I'll try to uh, just spill the beans as much as I can and as much as I can. What I try to avoid doing is just stepping on the toes of people who have not wronged me and have not wronged others. Just because two people have a civil dispute doesn't mean either of them are bad guys. But I'll, I'll try and talk about as much as I can with, with the, the money and the deals and like what we're working on and why we're working on it. You know, there's, there's potential risks. I have people saying like, don't talk about money. Someone mentioned like, oh no, you're gonna get hit pieces because you mentioned like revenue streams and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And like, I don't know, maybe people just deserve to know exactly what's going on and why it's going on. And they can make their, cho- their informed choices based on that. So let's talk. We'll talk about some numbers, and maybe maybe the media will run hit pieces. Head over to TimCast.com, become a member if you want to hear this, and uh, we'll see you all over there. Cheers, yo. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.